This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Okie dokie. Um, why do I always intro? I always say the stupidest crap. Gosh, dog it. Whenever I go okie dokie, I always say something dumb. Anyway, welcome. Hello. Greetings, everybody. Uh, this is episode number 33. Um, Trent I. Trace for our Spanish speaking friends. And That's my good. accent is very good. Uh, we're super stoked to be for sure. Thanks, Nate. I knew you yeah, would understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not your Puerto Rican ri- wife. <laughs> no, not my Puerto Rican wife. Puerto Rican wife. <laughs> yeah, man, we are doing poorly so far we start on this episode. Over. Yeah, um, this is episode number thirty-three, and we're really excited tonight for some guests, which we'll get to in a second. Um, this is kind of a long time coming. Um, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So, just a reminder that our store is open at tackleandtacos.com. We have shirts and hat. Yeah. Well, a shirt. A shirt. A shirt. A hat. And stickers, sticker sheets. Multiple stickers, though. Multiple stickers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So go check it out and rep yeah. some merch. Yeah, dude. So, like, we're so new at all of this kind of. Um, every time we get the email uh, that says, you have an order. We're like, you it's so dope like it's still and i hope that doesn't go away you know what i mean like i hope i am like ike until i'm like 90 and every time something positive happens i'm like oh my gosh you know whatever yeah um but yeah that's that's never give up yeah yeah exactly never give up i got an order i can't believe i tricked some fool into buying a hat i'm just playing oh that's uh yeah that's too funny but uh while you're uh while you're out there ordering a hat a shirt or some stickers Stickers. Be sure to check out our social. 
uh, as always, uh, Tackling Tacos on Facebook uh, and Instagram, uh, and as Everything. well, YouTube. Yep, Tackling Tacos across the board. Uh, the YouTube, you know, we've got a few videos out there. Some of yeah. our um, more recent podcasts are up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, be sure to check that out and uh, like, subscribe, do all the cool stuff that, that yeah, all the do. YouTube we stuff. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah our sure. YouTube is kind of a mixed bag because it has like yeah. tournament videos, like tournament recap videos. Um, it has um, some podcasts. It has like a, a video of like a tour through Nate's boat that we call One Boat, One Take, where it's just one single shot from bow to stern walking through everything. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I think we're bag still waiting on your stuff. boat, right? Yeah, we need to do that. I mean, come I guess on. we could do yeah, it come on in the garage it. now that it's 14. I could, I could pull it out into the snow. Pull it out in the Here's Yeah, shiver. Yeah. So we just had Thanksgiving. How yeah. was your Thanksgiving name? Oh, it was uh it was great. It was it was really good. Spent yeah. spent uh lots of time with uh with the family. Uh did Thanksgiving with my uh wife's family earlier in the day and then okay. uh, with my family later in the day. So it was it was fun. It was really good. Oh. I smoked uh I smoked a turkey. Uh, okay. and it was it was hands down the best smoked turkey i've ever had okay did you brine it first i did not no oh really no i didn't yeah so in the past i've i've done the brine i've done the you know the bucket and let it soak for a day and all that stuff um but i didn't i didn't do that with this one i didn't i've heard that you don't have to like that it's okay Uh, and it's still super yummy yeah man it it was was incredible yeah it was incredible so i uh, I had got it, you know, got a free turkey from work and it was gigantic. Um, of course, so <laughs> <laughs> spatchcocking it's really the only way to go oh, yeah. when you're yeah, cooking a giant gosh, bird like takes that. Forever, so, yeah, if you don't. Yeah, so exactly. So I anybody who doesn't know, spatchcocking is where you cut it down the middle, like from the backside and kind of lay it out flat. Yeah. So it looks kind of yeah, like yeah. how our bulldog lays when he lays on his stomach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yep. yeah yeah so so i spatchcocked it out and uh seasoned it up and then i did uh the whole like butter between the skin and the meat kind of thing oh, yeah. okay and uh yeah and then smoked it and then about every after the first about hour and a half i basted it with butter and then injected it with seasoned butter also every man 30 to 45 minutes fatter just listening to you oh dude it was it was incredible it, like yeah, I said, that sounds dope. down Hands down, the best turkey I've done, and it will uh, become a tradition. I was kind of, okay. I was kind of, kind of nervous with the whole like giant bird smoking. Yeah. You know, they say yeah. you, you want a twelve to you know ten to twelve pound turkey to smoke. This one was like twenty two pounds. So <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> this one took a little bit longer, but uh, yeah. it it ate it ate really well. So yeah, good. That's dope, dude. Yeah. What, what did we do, honey? Uh, our our Thanksgiving was super good. We have all of our uh, kiddos. We've said this before. We have six kids between Lola and I. We're an awesome mixed family, um, and we love every every minute of it the chaos the the insanity (laughs) Um, big family vibes all the time yeah yeah it's it's really fun and uh we it was during um rifle season and so we're trying to balance like going hunting with like coming inside to eat and we went to her parents house shout out uh craig and jerry the shout out they're just the coolest uh awesome stuffing thanksgiving turkey just the whole shebang pretty normal stuff i'm thinking about this right now nate because i have a sticker on our table 
um, you're saying smoking. Uh, I work at Shields, if anybody hasn't heard me say that before, in the service department. And one of the things we do is like put together stuff. And last week I put together a grill called a Yoder smoker. I had never heard of it. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of those. They're said, from Yoder, I think <laughs> Kansas or something. Dude, these things are tanks. This is I the legit, most legit. I just saw an ad for that like yesterday. It's or incredible. Or like, yeah. yeah, they're wild. Yeah, I don't know if we can just like say their name enough and they'll give us like a sponsorship and like a, maybe we could talk to the dudes we have coming on tonight about how to get oh, sponsors. Yeah, that's good. And if we just say Yoder and Duke Cannon enough, maybe it'll just it'll yeah, just happen. Um, so. But these things are bad to the bone. Like they are so smart and he, and like all the steel on them, the gauge of the steel that they use is super heavy duty. Like yeah, so dope. Anyway, but our awesome. Thanksgiving was awesome. Yeah, it was super <laughs> fun. Um, crazy family running around all over the place we didn't do any like political talk unfortunately no. um nobody talked about <laughs> um you know abortion or, or racism that's really uncomfortable yeah i was hoping to get into all that stuff we did with just my parents <laughs> yeah with just her parents um gun control we didn't talk oh about gosh. that at all but uh, it was dope. the same views as my parents so it yeah yeah probably yeah probably oh. so it was a good it was a really good thanksgiving and then um we had uh my dad and my stepmom came in town because we celebrated we talked about this last week we celebrated dom's birthday and then okay. a humongous shout out to our oldest child overall and our oldest girl kennedy who is turning 14 on thursday <sighs> on thursday the 30th which is crazy Jeez. to me so we celebrated yeah. a party for one on one day and one on the other day and so it's just a bunch of cool family hangout vibes and then it snowed and so the kids are playing outside and it's so funny because it was like the first night it was like literally a dusting yeah and they were nothing. like let's go play in the snow yeah. and i was like okay and they were like playing like this on game the ground that they like made up called volleyball Volley tennis, tennis yeah. but they called it venice or something anyway <laughs> um Vinny, <laughs> Vinny came up with that yeah. of course um and then the next day when there was more snow they put on all their snow stuff and i mean by more snow i mean it was like maybe two inches yeah it but was heavy duty yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. good. And then, okay, so this is, I, you know, like our thing here on Tackling Tacos is positivity and upbeat and good things and whatever. And so I don't want to get super negative, uh -oh. um, but I do need to call out our friend Carlos, the owner oh. of Guac and <laughs> Roll, because oh. on Sunday we wanted to go to Guac and Roll with okay. our whole family. Every day I want to go to Yeah, Guac she wants to go every I do too, but whatever. Um <laughs> But they're closed on Sundays. And so we went to a different spot. And I'm not going to like name the spot because I'm not going to do that. But it was not very good. It was well, okay. Everyone still wanted tacos. Or yeah, we still wanted that vibe. And so we found a place that had good reviews. I almost just said on Etsy. What is that website? What's that thing for like <laughs> Yelp? <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> Etsy. Not Get some Etsy. crafts and yeah. earrings. Yeah. And... <laughs> and so we went and it was the weirdest thing ever. Like the like the menu on the wall didn't have prices, but homeboy was like you can scan this qr code to see the prices of everything and so which i is, didn't which is really weird right <laughs> and then for our giant family it ended up being i'm not exaggerating it was 112 dollars uh, for us to eat at this mexican joint and just get like tacos and whatever and like on a one to ten it was a solid like eh. i'd give it a four and a half yeah i give it a five maybe and so like I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing that up right now. Just like well, I was so excited tacos, to try a new man. taco place and then it ended up not being dope. So like, you know, roll, we love you forever. I just, just think you have to really, I want you. <laughs> you have to like really like lean into the philosopher um, left eye from TLC. Uh, yes. Like don't go chasing waterfalls. Don't do it. Just stick to the, you know, the taco bells and the guac and rolls that you're used to. Yeah. And then you'd be all right. 
Because like straight up Taco Bell would have been doper than this place and like a ninth of the price. Um, We'd all, I mean, we have four bathrooms, so it would have been okay. Yeah, no diss, no diss to that place. But I just, I don't know. It was just a weird vibe. It was a weird atmosphere. The food was lukewarm. The ordering process was confusing, which to me is not the best way to do a restaurant. A confusing ordering process. I don't know. But anyway, let's get, let's get through it. Let's get, let's, uh, let's bring in these, these fellers. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, which we usually We'll put out our, well, we always put out our podcast on Apple, Spotify, all that stuff on Tuesdays, Taco Tuesdays, right away in the morning. Uh, and then the YouTube version we'll put out like a couple of days later, Thursday, Friday, whatever, because we don't want to like rob Peter to pay Paul, whatever. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see like five screens going at once. And this is so rad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a conversation that we started a while back, which actually Lola was sort of like unknowingly like the genesis of this convo. Because if anybody remembers at Halloween, Lola dressed up as a jackhammer chatterbait with like the silver blade and uh, the black blue skirt, whatever. And serious Angler, I don't know how they saw it, but they commented like, oh, this is awesome or something. And then we were like, whoa, we love your guys' podcast. And then we just like started messaging back and forth. Now like, we're Dude. best friends. Yeah, now now like we hang out all the time, and um, <laughs> uh, and so we just like go, yo, be on our podcast. And they're like, yeah, for sure. Like they weren't even like a little bit um, hesitant, and that's probably something they're going to end up regretting later. Um, but we're pumped to have them on, and so um, yeah, we are we are really excited to bring in right now the one at um, a time. One at a time. <laughs> um, the serious angler network podcast fellers. Hey, welcome hey. guys. What's going on? Hey. I, I like the one at a time thing. Kind of felt like the Brady Bunch screen, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do around. it. I should have asked you guys for <laughs> tips. You're better at like streaming yard than I am. No, that was That's good. awesome. Yeah, so this is, we have with us uh, Bailey, Andrew, Adam, and Andrew, people do call you Andy, yeah? Like on the podcast, yep. I feel like they call you Andy all Andy, the time. Andy, Andrew, Captain, it doesn't matter. You can call me yeah. whatever you want. So. Yeah, and you're an actual captain, which is really dope. Like really, yeah. really cool. Hey, sure. yeah, that's rad. But welcome, kind of. welcome, welcome. But yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, okay, sure. so yeah. I, I guess I just want to ask, it's kind of simple, but yeah, like, just go. Let's just jump how in. did it all get started? Who are you guys? I, I know that... That's a couple different questions, but like, yeah, what are your specific roles in the podcast? Yeah, who I don't are know. you? Who are you? So, oh man, go I, ahead. Can, can I prelude to... this? Can I prelude it? So yes. it started with a dream, <laughs> a crappy live stop and Zoom. All right, okay. <laughs> and Zoom is that you said? Dream, yes. yeah. All Bailey's dream, and then somewhere okay. along, like a hundred episodes in, he brought me along, and then we brought Deacon in, and now we have the network. And okay. Bailey is like the dream child of it all. So Aww. he can run from it here. Okay. He's, he's, oh. the, he's the Magic Johnson. He's the facilitator. Yes. He's the facilitator. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good, Nate. Just feeding yeah. the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so tell about us, all that. But we'll, we'll call it a, a team effort for sure. Because it really stemmed from, we were talking about a little bit offline, but like two podcasts, uh, obviously, and then friends with Deacon. And we just came to the conclusion one of the days that we should, uh, you know, kind of morph this thing into one here. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a wild ride because we've changed stuff up a lot and we're learning as we go here. We're not uh, quite set up professionally. Like you guys are like, I'm, I'm yeah. impressed. Bro. Honestly, we were messaging each other just to let you guys know, like, we're like, wow, 33 episodes in, like, I don't even want to go back and look at. The first <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, just you guys have it down. So Aww, wow. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 33 episodes in i was in an apartment in indiana with a, a keyboard or a laptop that had missing half a keyboard and using okay. zoom to try to record so wait i when think my guests that? hated me though they hated me because my zoom would crash and i had to restart it four different times and add them back yeah. in Perfect. So, like, uh, you guys are way ahead of the game. Yeah, they had to really want to be on your show. <laughs> they just felt really bad for me. That's what it was. <laughs> They're like, just stay on. This poor kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, everything, like, seriously, anger I started four years ago. Uh, I was, okay. wasn't was able to ago. fish during an internship at Notre Dame and had no time and huh. uh, started up because I've ate up with fishing like we all are and yeah i was just ate up with the aspect of learning about it and so that's why i would just force people against their will to come on talk fishing and give up their secrets and yeah. call it a podcast <laughs> call that's it a podcast dope. yeah that's really cool yeah. i didn't know that that's really neat absolutely so what is each one of y'all's roles like the three of you guys as, as far as within uh the network or you know however you'd label that deacon you want to go first Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit more background too on Serious Angler. So Bailey, uh, at this time, Bailey probably started a year before I had started business from the bass boat and okay. I had watched Bailey stuff and then he invited me on the show and then I invited him on my show and then Andy was on at that point. And basically, um, if I remember right, you guys were like, dude, you're not on YouTube. Like, what are you like? This is, this is where we get into roles and where, okay, <laughs> where yeah. Bailey and Andrew have, you know, done a fantastic job around stuff that I just, I just don't know about. And, and basically, uh, they were like, Hey, what about if you put our, sh your show on YouTube with us? And I was like, hold up. I like what these guys are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get, I get like, I think as you get older in life, you kind of, I'm not saying I'm super old or wise or anything, but like yeah, you start you to just kid. <laughs> you just do things because like the i don't want to say like the vibe feels right but you're like man like these are i, yeah, I like yeah, this yeah. feeling that i'm getting yeah you know these guys talking to these guys like let's let's do this more like why instead of just this like hey let's have business from the bass boat on the serious angler youtube channel like let's merge like let's Make do this whole thing yeah. All, yeah. all in serious angler let's let's go with it and so that's kind of how that relationship mended in and i started business from the bass boat during covid like that was mm -hmm. my catalyst. Mm -hmm. It was like at home, working from home, had the opportunity and the time. And so that's where that all kind of, kind of rolled in. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess as far as roles go, um, you know, what I do with the serious angler network, I mean, I think we do some covering of everyone's tasks, but I have the business from the bass boat show, which is more industry related mm -hmm. on the fishing industry. That's really go good. On all kinds of tangents and, and holes. Well, I appreciate that, but basically <laughs> it's not just, it's not just the fishing industry, but it's learning sponsorship and, and seeing how anglers afford to go fish the Bassmaster opens or whatever it may be. It's kind of the number side, I guess mm -hmm. would be the best way. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. So yeah, in, um, in today's world, there's a lot of that, that going around. So that's, it's a good time right. in that business for sure. So. Right, right. There's yeah. Especially yeah. in today's world right now. So it, yeah. That's been uh, that's been kind of my main role as business from the bass boat, and then just we all work very well together on working through our sponsorship deals. Um, mm. You know, I manage the majority of our finances around that kind of stuff, and more of the business side of, of things. I guess I would say. I don't know, Andy Bailey. What do you guys think? Is that kind yeah. of 
Yeah. Spot the there. finances for sure, because if it was me, we'd probably all be in jail right now. <laughs> if it was me, it would get lost because I'm too busy doing 95 different things. Yeah, yeah. Hit. So he and his and his podcast is called Business. It'd be funny if he didn't run the business. I mean, uh, dude, Deacon is a. It was a blessing for us in in many ways. One, you know, we 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 had the a different aspect of reaching a different niche, and you know, we might have had some media savviness on our side but deacon brought it on he's like hey one your audio sucks fix that two here's how you manage all of your finances here you go fix uh that. he came in with a lot of like long-term thinking really good business plans obviously you know with the show it speaks for itself but mm-hmm. uh we we have a a really good mesh and how we all kind of participate in the the group here but yeah didn't yeah. want that to go unnoticed here <laughs> deacon's a big no. part of the reason our quality is what it is that's yeah. dope <laughs> Heck yeah, that's awesome. That so he, he helped elevate us. Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it, was, it was a great addition to bring him in Aww. to the fold of Bailey and I. And like, we're ever thankful for having him a part of our team. So that's so that's sweet. Dope. I love that. Whatever, whatever yeah. they're saying nice about me, it's like quadrupled on the value oh. that they have brought. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys. This is so sweet. I love this. Yeah, I like it. no i feel i feel the same way about about those two guys over there uh lola and jordan so i definitely know what you're talking about the the value that you know other people on the on the podcast bring and and uh you know they do an awesome job so i appreciate them well and i love and appreciate you so (laughs) (laughs) i think that one one thing that goes unnoticed too and this is just talking podcasts and and things that you're passionate about in general but like a big part of the the team atmosphere for me, and this is just a weakness that I feel like I had running a show, solo show, um, and it is like that accountability and being consistent, right? Like we yeah. all know it gets brutal when scheduling shows and just doing all this kinds of stuff and then the sure. social media side and everything else goes along with it and, yeah. and creating a website and all that stuff. And so it was like, having a a team and bouncing ideas off of each other. And then again, like Bailey said, looking at the big picture of where we want to go with things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what I really, really enjoy about what we have is like that ability to, to work together for a common goal going much further than we ever could each alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That makes, that makes, uh, there's a, there's a book called uh, raving fans by Ken Blanchard. I don't know if y'all are readers. I like reading. Yeah. Uh, And in that book, he said this one line that everybody references and it's such a good one is none of us is as smart as all of us. You know, it's like this sort of idea that when we come together, that's where like the, you know, the good stuff happens. So what um, y'all have four podcasts, right. Within like the network, give, give us like a, a brief elevator pitch on each one. Um, why these four and not three? Will you add more in the future? What's that all look like? Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, um, yeah, starting just chronicle chronologically, Serious Angler is just dedicated to every aspect of just learning more about getting better at catching bass. Uh, we just love bass behavior, things like that, learning about anglers that uh, um, have a lot to teach. Uh, based from the bass boat, like Deacon was mentioning, it's very industry heavy and learning the nitty gritties of, you know, the people that are big honchos in the space that, you know, created mm-hmm. the the world we live in and yeah. um, great information there, especially people that want to be in the industry. Uh, the lure lab is one that uh, Andy is captaining pun intended. 
uh, where it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, a week. It's try. About a new baby. We try to be 15 to 20. I was going to say, it started yeah. at 15, yeah. and we slowly rolled into 35 pretty quick. Yeah. A couple yeah. of hours. Depending on the topic. It's really good, though. Like, it's a really good podcast. I really like it. I think one of the first ones you did was on a couple, I can't remember what they were, but they were on crankbaits that I had never thrown or wasn't really, like, interested in throwing. And then I bought a few based on lure lab so hopefully those weren't like sponsor plugs or i'm gonna feel like a real sucker but it was uh it was dope i mean no, it's a mix but, of both i mean they are sponsor yeah. plugs but we're yeah. like they're legit yeah. information. but like it's, it's yeah. real stuff yeah, like, yeah for sure. i think bailey can at least attest this like i won't talk about a bait that i don't have confidence in or that sure. i like and if i don't have confidence in it i i will straight up be like yeah i know how to fish it but i don't like it so like, yeah yeah I, did, yeah. I appreciate straight, that i tried to shoot straight from the hip yeah it feels like it too yeah. yeah, and Andy does a really good job at bringing on people that are proficient in such bait or technique for that week. It's hard-hitting, quick, get you all the information. Uh, we post those on Saturday morning specifically, like, for guys going to the ramp that day. You know, anglers are in the truck, and like, Sorry. oh, damn, what do you think about throwing that today? And that's kind of the uh, the mission statement that anyways that we had beyond starting that. And then uh, the new one that's starting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either make them better or make them worse. Uh, yeah. We started the beginning of November this month uh, was kayak fishing weekly. And that is with uh, our new t- member of the team, Justin Largen. Um, he's even pretty busy and getting that show off the ground and him and I've been tackling that. And that's uh, lives heavily just in the kayak fishing space that okay. we had a bunch of people come to us, you know, at the network that are like, guys, we love your show. We wish you talked more about kayak fishing. We, we definitely mm-hmm. get people on from the kayak fishing space, but we yeah. just like, we, go all over the place when it comes to to bass fishing and so this one is 100 percent, you know uh-oh angler wise it Uh-oh. started it Man started Uh-oh. he froze he froze <laughs> well he's talking kayaks are all you guys are, are you all into kayaks or is because i know i've seen no just no, bailey. just bailey oh, is just him. No. okay we <laughs> talked about jumping in them but uh andy and i i i haven't been in one andy have you have you tried no i haven't been in a kayak fishing since i was about 14 but it's funny okay bailey this past spring was like you gotta fish this kayak tournament shortly after my second daughter was born and boy okay. am i glad i didn't fish that one because <laughs> it was a madness and i think bailey can explain more of what happened at derby but i think i would have been scarred for life oh my <laughs> god <laughs> what the heck okay so oh, what, yeah give us some info there yeah am i, am I back, back here yeah you're yeah, back, back by the way. so Did i've been having that? technical issues but i don't think it was actually that this time because my entire lights like in my house went off and turned back on within oh, a second. So i yeah, think it's some storm we got going on there's here. like 45 okay. to 50 mile an hour winds coming off the lake okay so, yeah it, so if i drop crazy. out of here uh it, it was nice talking to you guys but well, yeah. Right for you. <laughs> yeah if you just get sucked up out of the frame real fast yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's Damn. no place like Bye. home bailey yeah right like, yeah. uh well that was bailey hopefully he's okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I heard Oh, Uh-oh. there he goes again. Is he gone? This is crazy. So, if you ever want to talk weather, just uh, just call Andy, and okay. you'll get about a <laughs> thirty-minute explanation. We yeah. before before we got on the podcast, in full transparency, we were having a meeting, and uh, we ended with I learned about thunder during snowstorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. Oh, yeah, like that, we don't get that out west. I've yeah, never right. been in a snowstorm and freaking thunder happening. Like, yeah, like there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, to put it in perspective, though, I've never heard thunder snow during the day until 
uh, the wife and I decided to move our two children into like the heart of the snow belt. So if you paid attention to weather at all last year, you know, Buffalo got like two catastrophic blizzards, right? One in the middle of November, then the Christmas storm. Well, we so happened to move right into the town that got like blasted by both of those storms. So I'm like, why would we ever do this? But it was more of a strategic standpoint. One, taxes are cheaper here. And two, I'm much closer to the boat ramp. So two very important things. Yeah. Yes. And Lake Erie is literally like I can stand on my roof and I can see Lake Erie. It's an eight mile down the road. Yeah. That's so sick, dude. Yeah, that's really dope. I think Bailey's back. I want to hear this kayak. Yeah, I want to hear this weird kayak story (laughs) that made Andy sick or whatever. (laughs) Well, it make me sick. It made me it'd make him scared or scarred for life. Or scarred is what it was, yeah. Yeah. Not sick. (laughs) Yeah, here's to hoping uh, my Wi Fi. You got it, Wi-Fi. Listen, I apologize. You're clear uh, now. This is like the Zoom call all over again. Yeah, yeah. Are you still yeah, using that same true. laptop? Like we said, guys, I mean, it's still going to today. Yeah. Uh, you can't see if that laptop only has Never would have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Never would have happened That's if right. you had the whole keyboard. Right. Yeah. That's right. That yeah, keyboard. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I tried to get Andy to fish a kayak tournament or two uh, this past year. And I was like, dude, just at least come out for the charity tournament. First one of the year. Like, it's no big deal. Get a lot of people out. And, like, it's cool. People come up to the events and they say hi to you. They watch the show, whatever. And it's a cool event uh, in general for a good cause. And turned out that day, it was supposed to be relatively windy, but, like, not bad. Like, it's manageable and just finding a kayak. In the spring, for whatever reason, we get these pop-up storms, kind of like in the fall. They come out of nowhere. They're not on mm-hmm. radar. You can't see them coming. And uh, we get a a storm to come roll through. And here he goes again. So, <laughs> so man, that the weather here to his uh, defense is relatively horrible right now. But I, I think I can tap. Look at the frustration shortly. on his face. <laughs> yeah, <poor guy. laughs> you're back, buddy. You're back. Uh, I apologize. No, it's not your so, fault. Okay. Yeah, I'll send him in here really, fit, really quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> it went from ten miles an hour to forty plus sustained. And oh uh, my nine gosh. Of the kayaks and had to be saved, and it was pretty. Oh my gosh! Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. That's, yeah, no, that does like not sound fun. Water. Like you have to yes. ask for yes, it was in forty-five degree water. Oh my god! It was in April. The water temperature was forty-six degrees, I think, that day around there. Yikes! Straight up dangerous. Yeah, so that's that's the reason. That's the reason I don't kayak fish as it is because I'll flip it with no wind. You know, right, so, seriously, uh, dude. At, yeah. at forty mile an hour sustained, I don't have a chance. He's yep. just under. Yeah, dude. I, okay, yeah. so really, really I might fast as well story. Start under the water, yeah. Right. The first time I ever tried to like bass fish from a kayak, I went with my homie Adrian. You know Adrian Nate, and oh, yeah. uh, he had a couple kayaks, and we went to this place. It's this is a terrible name. I don't even know if I should. Anyway, we used to call it Turd Lake because it was like a water <laughs> refinement place. <laughs> like what a horribly just, immature what? name. Yeah, everybody called it that, you know, whatever. Um, and so we're we're at this lake and like I'm not amazing at it, but I've always been pretty okay, like skipping jigs. And like within five seconds, I realized that I can't skip a jig from a kayak. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I just couldn't like I couldn't fish <laughs> I the way I fish because I'm so close to the water and I can't stand up to like see like your perspective is totally different. And uh not yeah, so like I, I totally dig kayak fishing in terms of like getting into stuff that you couldn't get into, like in a bass boat. But like, dude, I couldn't do it, man. I could not, I could not Would get you my be brain willing around to it. Give it another try no okay no because now i'm scared wow. now i 
I'm scared of like flipping over and getting hypothermia or something. We <laughs> scared two people on this. Yeah, yeah. seriously, that sounds that does sound actually scary though. Jeez, yeah, please. But, but yeah. like Bailey is like. He's crazy. He's a bad man. He'd be out on Erie right now if he could, if it was like one foot or less and like 30 degree wow. water. Temp, air temps. Like he's absolutely, he loves it. And I, um, I applaud him for it because I could not be in a Tupperware boat. I love yeah. my bass boat too much. Right. Bailey, do you like kayak better than like a bass boat? The traditional fishing for bass? I don't care what I'm doing. As long as I'm fishing. I'm yeah. good. I mean, okay. yeah. man. the more, uh, the, the longer I'm in a kayak, it's definitely nice to go hop on Andy's boat. Because sure. I don't have to exert physical to be uh, right. active or anything like that. But yeah. uh, no, nah, I mean, they all have their place in my heart for me from whether it's the bank, the boat, or the kayak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get, they get the like, decked out now, too, man. Like, with the mini uh, power poles and, like, live scope yeah. and, like, the Mirage or whatever, like, the pedal system, depending on the brand. And, like, that was the other thing when I was fishing with my buddy out of his kayak is I didn't realize – um I don't know, maybe I'm just not that bright, but like you move with like your paddle, right? Obviously that I did realize, but then you put the paddle down to try and fish and then you start to float away. So then you have to like reel in real fast and grab the paddle and try and get back in your oh, spot and then grab your of... rod and then you float away. And I'm like, this is so exhausting. I can't stay on my spot. I can't my skip the jig. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on here? There's definitely a sport aspect to kayak fishing yeah. from a yeah. uh, physical fitness standpoint. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you're pedaling or you got the arm strength, whatever it is, like you got the legs for it. My buddy Alex Rudd teases me every tournament we fish together because I have tree trunks for legs. Yeah. He's like, well, he's going to beat him to any spot. He's putting that kayak on plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets up on pad and just goes. He's got to watch for no wake stuff in his kayak. Wheel, <laughs> yeah, just flying. <laughs> That's dope, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He, he's How got a pretty you... good, uh, pretty big YouTube channel too, right? Alex Rudd. He yes. does a lot of kayak yes. fishing and stuff. Yeah, oh, I thought so. Okay. That That's cool. Definitely yeah. recommend. Right on. Good dude, for sure. I was just going to ask you guys, like, how did each of you, like, start fishing and get into it? And, like, were you little? Who got you into it? I don't know. Take us way back. Oh, so I guess I'll start here. Um, my mm-hmm. story is kind of wild. Nobody in my family ever fished. Oh, yeah, that is unique. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it second or third grade? Like my elementary school best friend at the time lived around the street from me. It was like, yeah, come fishing. It's my birthday. You can go with me and my dad. And the first fish I ever caught was a perch, oh like a yellow gosh. perch. And awesome. uh, I remember it to this yeah. day. And we still talk about it every once in a while. Me and matt and that's uh, cool ever since then like i got like heavy into it and then right around the end of graduating high school is when i dove into bass fishing really heavily and then i do a lot of bass and steelhead fishing but i used to like get grounded pulled across the yard by my mom who is now deceased but she'd grab me by my ear because i would sneak out the erie canal was like a five minute bike ride and i was that's awesome but i would just hop on the bike and go after school, forego all my homework and just yep. fish and then oh my get grounded gosh. for weeks. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Oh, totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, not the pain and agony I went through for it, but it was awesome. Right. And worth yeah. it. That's and cool. Tech, yeah. yeah. That is a unique story, though. Yeah, because yeah. almost everybody says something about like a relative or, or, or whatever. Uncle. Yeah, like uh, what was Polynix, his, his mom's? Um, yeah. um, 
someone's boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. Just came over and like yeah. took him fishing. And then he'd go to tournaments and Brandon would just sit on the dock like while they fished the whole tournament and fish from shore. And yeah. Yeah. So your story is definitely unique, Andy. That's really rad. What about you, uh, Deacon or Bailey? How did you guys get bit for the first time? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Bailey. Oh, 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 you're so polite. You're it. <laughs> uh yeah i'll I'll go quick because mine isn't really mine's pretty cliche um i caught my first bass that i don't i don't even remember catching it because i was like maybe three years old i don't even have memory of it uh my dad was just telling me about it took me to the pond by my grandparents house and all he would tell people about it till this day is yeah i just started crying like a little kid i wouldn't want to touch it (laughs) all he would tell me about the story That's I cool. like the cliche though yeah, too not, because it's still like a, like a story, sweet. Yeah. It's still sweet, and it's super relatable. Not the yeah. crying part. I don't know if I've ever cried from a. I bass, cry every I time. I did get. I did cry. <laughs> when I got kidding. bit by a pike when I was like seven or something. Oh, that that hurts. <laughs> yeah, my dad doesn't let it go. Even to this day, we still talk talk a bunch of crap to each other. Well, yeah. fish. <laughs> thanks, Dad. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was fairly cliche. I mean, my so my grandpa in pennsylvania visiting my dad's family in pennsylvania and just a pond with bluegills and you know panfish and that kind of a thing and so that was kind of where i got bit with the bug i guess i guess the the funniest part of that story was my brother still to this day like i mean he he's gotten a lot better around fishing and he goes with me whenever he's visiting or anything like that but like he was always so afraid of touching the fish or, you know, <laughs> the bad wrestlers afraid of touching yeah fish. exactly like the manliest dude out there but like literally yeah. he he <laughs> the first fish i remember he hooked because instead of reeling the fishing he didn't know what to do he had a fish on and he just took off running up the hill he just <laughs> ran as fast as he could with the rod and the fish just, <laughs> just, just, oh he had the rod with him still oh, yeah. he's like running away from it. Like, okay. running it. Yeah. pulling it out of the water and yeah, so that's one technique yeah. Frost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all right ryan you got it uh, just stop yep. running it's- <laughs> oh my gosh that's so Heck funny yeah, that's awesome she's like a how-to on that mm-hmm exactly yeah that's that's funny while uh while we're on the subject of uh kind of how things started why don't you give us a each of you give us a rundown on like the boat or boats you're fishing out of currently yeah yeah i love that kind of stuff yeah Mm. go ahead old man oh i know you're referencing me there i (laughs) (laughs) always makes you sad when you call me old man because i'm what like seven years older than you or six years you're the elder andy i am the elder elder of the crowd yes yeah group right yeah so, i get that crap too yeah jordan's our old man <laughs> yeah <laughs> so currently i have a 2022 camus cx19 oh with, snap uh, 225 pro xs on it the v8 merc and uh it's loaded with hummingbird electronics okay. and i bought that boat about a year and a half ago uh because my other boat decided to give out during a guide trip and it was Basically, the only boat that I could find at the time that was a decent deal. It's white and black. It's extremely fast, and I'm glad I still have it after letting Bailey borrow it for a day this past fall when he's oh, no. the best <laughs> boat day in his life. Oh, yeah. oh my! <laughs> okay, so before we move on, though, uh, Captain, um, yeah. why why Camus? I know you said this is one of the ones you could get your hands on, whatever. But I mean, like, there's a lot of boat manufacturers out there. Were you a Triton guy? Do you like Earl Benz? So, I mean, where where did that? Before, why that brand? Funny you say that. Before I owned the Triton, I before I owned the Camus, I had a Triton. A little. Okay. 
sub 19 foot Triton that I was guiding mm-hmm. out of it because it had a wide deck. But the reason yep. why the Camus was appealing was that it was fast and also relatively decent in rough water. It's got basically borderline air ride suspension in the seat. So when you right. hit waves, if you know how to drive a boat, it's relatively soft on clients. Mm-hmm. So overall, it's a really good experience for the clients who come in my boat. It's a comfortable oh, ride. Yeah. You get wet sometimes, but all bass boats are going to get wet in if there's a job. Yeah. No matter yeah. how good of a driver you are or yeah. bad yeah. of a driver. But um, all in all, it's a great rough water boat. There's a lot of things about it that I don't like unfortunately but yeah i mean it's a boat it's a tool it's gonna get used it's gonna get abused on the lake that i live on in lake erie so i mean i'm probably i'm in the process of looking at boats now because i'm i've already put almost 300 hours on it in a year so i need it to be able to be functioning working no stress cracks every year for to put it through the abuse that i do sure so all right heck yeah yeah, that's and sweet. For the most part, it's held up. So yeah, awesome. I imagine that that black and white color scheme looks looks pretty slick on the water. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good pop. I like for that sure. color combo. So, so the joke is, well, yeah, when I clean it, <laughs> just the outside <laughs> though is clean. The inside, not so much. Two kids oh, okay. is tough, right? Like I, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, the joke, the running joke is, you can see me from like sixty miles away because the boat is primarily white. So oh, like, the contrast, yeah, yeah. Guys will just roll up on me, okay. like, "Hey, are you catching them?" Like, "Oh God!" Right. Like, like, dang it! <laughs> yeah, saw you, saw you over here five miles away. Just thought we'd yeah. say hi. Yeah, so we have a white boat too. Yeah. yeah, I love white boats, man. Seriously, like yeah. I, I, uh, my so previous clean. boat was a white legend, and they hide scratches. Super. <laughs> That's what we have as a white yeah. legend. <laughs> oh, nice, man. Yeah. Like they hide scratches so well. And when you clean them, like you said, like if you have a slime line, that kind of thing, like, yeah, I can get annoying. Yeah. But like, I, to me, they clean up super well. They hide scratches. Like I, the whole trend, I think like my next boat I'm considering would be like all white, white poles, white motor. That like that sense. to me, I, li- I like the white out boats. I think they're yeah. super clean. Yeah, yeah, for the, sure. The two that yeah, I like is like the white boats or like that new slate matte gray. Like, yeah, we were just talking about that. About yeah. Dude, so I go, I go like red accents or white accents. Yep. Oh, man. So clean. Yeah, not like sparkly yeah. gray, but like that like milky, like cement gray. Yeah. And I don't know. So filthy. I, this has been something that I've been on a like, I've got two friends that have almost identical boats that it's just like, guys. So the Skeeter obviously makes a flat gray pattern right i've seen yeah. that they mm-hmm. do that so so one of them is like i hate it because it shows scratches off very well like mm. the flat does and i was like huh because it, it is true like a sparkly boats like do also hide scratches yeah sure yeah but the other one's like no nah, man i can't see any scratches and i'm like I, is or do you guys just different levels of hardness on your boats like yeah, <laughs> yeah. or so one is looking right. a lot harder than the right. other yeah. Yeah. right yeah right right so i don't know so tell us about uh, tell us about your kayak setup, Bailey. Rigged. I have a fourteen foot plastic boat. Fourteen foot plastic boat. It's worth way more than my first bass boat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Babe. With what it has in it now, yeah. But uh, I'm in a Hobie Pro Angler fourteen. And it's got yeah. the three sixty pedals on it, uh, and I put a few little devices in there too. <laughs> 
Yeah. Nothing special as these guys. Asterisk. A few. Yeah. Are you downplaying this? Like, what? what, Are you sandbagging us? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to know about it, dude. I want to hear about it. Definitely sounds like sandbagging for sure. You want to talk about it? Yes. So, offshore fishing, it's that guy right there in a kayak. I don't care who you are. He will smoke you offshore. Okay. I, for whatever reason, hate being on the bank, which is like contradicts itself because I'm in a kayak. So I like to be as far away from the bank as I can. I don't know. I just, I I love being offshore and figuring out those fish, but um, to rattle off of my kayak cast, I have a, a hummingbird helix nine helix 10 uh, hummingbird mega live, which is the forward facing sonar transducer. uh, And then a TH Marine hydro wave. And with all that's powered by X2 power lithium batteries. So I got that and, three different GoPro setups all over the, the guy. How do you, moment. how do you like real talk? How do you get this thing to the water? I mean, is it, is it, how heavy is this thing? Uh, a truck with wheels. <laughs> and just okay. put wheels in the hood and walk it down. <laughs> you do. Okay. That's what I figured. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Yeah. So you're, you're not running that micro power pole. I mean, cause you do mostly offshore fish. It, I mean, I would use it maybe one day out of the year. Yeah. When they're okay. on and that's about it. Right on. Yeah. Wow. That's it. That's legit. Yeah. That's, no, like that's the, awesome. That that like he said, that's a rig. He's got, he's got a set rig. up. That's awesome. Yeah, he Man, got a his, rig. His kayak costs more than some people's starter boats, even today. Sure. So like, yeah. it's awesome. Man, that's really that's dope. Great. Dude. Yeah. So that's, we have Lola and I have a um we have a white legend uh v20 and it was a boat that i wanted forever oh man we wanted it for there's only one boat better than the v20 and i i apologize the legend 211 yeah that that, that is for your for the alpha 211 for where you are that it like uh like uncle frank scalish like that's yeah Yeah. that's that's his deal you're dead on yeah, I've makes, gotten that makes sense. I've, I've been able to ride in both the V20 and the 211 yeah. on rough water and flat calm and I would take the 211 any day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for us the V20 like uh, you know we have 500 kids and we bring them out a lot <laughs> yeah. and I'm just I'm not I'm not that dude like I am a little bit but I try to not be the dude who's like I have some tackle in the boat and some tackle at the crib and some tackle on the wall in the garage and like dude you can put so much it's tackle crazy. and like I like I you know yeah. I I get like Bassmaster magazine and Bass Times and whatever and absolutely zero diss whatsoever to Skeeter but they'll be showing off their you know hundred thousand dollar fxr 21 apex whatever and i'm like dude you can get like seven plano boxes in there i have like 33 in mine like quite literally you know what i'm saying like the tackle storage in it is insane and uh yeah i just wanted that huge front deck and um it's yeah, I really like my rig. you can land a helicopter on that front deck. yeah it's huge. With, without a doubt yeah yeah it's without a doubt and it's pretty quick though, too, for being such a big, heavy boat. You know, it, it'll still it'll still scoot across. Maybe not as fast as Bailey, but um, <laughs> but it's, it's quick though. Big old Bailey's, got, Bailey's got a trolling motor on there. He can fly now. All right. Like, oh, do you yeah. really have a trolling motor on there too? I got a Torquedo on the back. So you do have a Torquedo, whopping five miles an hour. That's, yeah, that's, but I mean, you're almost breaking away. Speed of light in kayak, all right? Hey, I'm putting that <laughs> thing on plane, all right? Show some respect. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, torquitos are legit, though, dude. I, I feel like torquitos kind of ahead of its time because, like, now everybody's trying to fight for like electric, not just trolling motor, but electric, really heavy torque motor, whatever. And so, yeah, and they look kind of cool. They got some. They got some good models. Um, I've been leaning towards. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I've been leaning towards going to Newport though, which is their competitor. And mm-hmm. Newport allows you to. 
use your own battery of your choice where uh, torpedo right. you have to use their battery right uh, or newport i can go slap on a, a bigger size x2 lithium and i can go yeah. way farther than i would sure in a torpedo battery right. and they got a, yeah, some different motors sense. that are way better for them yeah mm-hmm. yeah they also have yeah. that new that new mercury uh electric motor that shows the the like the ad with the dude like just holding it up like it's like a you know, like a lunch pail or something. Right. Like, I know your arm is shaking right now. Get out of here. So yeah. last year at Redcrest, Bailey and I had this conversation with the Mercury guys. If we could put the Mercury electric motor on his Hobie. Oh, that'd and be I, sick. And I think it was like, what, a 30-minute conversation with that guy? About <laughs> what was the result? <laughs> yeah, what he, he say? He was genuinely intrigued about it. He, <laughs> he's, he's like, like yeah. we never thought about this. And you're like, you should be. Yeah. 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 He's, like, uh, he's like, he was genuinely curious about it. And he's like, well, get one. Let me know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> well, get one. You're like, yeah, well, let me borrow one yeah. and then I'll let you know. Yeah. Right. Talking about some yeah. get one. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, the, uh, yeah. And the initial stats on it. Did y'all see like the breakdown on the stats? Like when they, when they were talking about it, I can't remember what magazine that was in though, but it was like at full speed on this boat, you can go flat out for 17 seconds or something. <laughs> like the amount of time was legitimately like 12 minutes. I'm like, dude, I can't even get to my first spot in 12 minutes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> great. Absolutely great. Yeah. That's all right. okay, oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I know did, we did we get to, yeah. Did we get to Deacon's yeah, yeah, yeah. rig? Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you got. Yeah, I've got a I've got a Phoenix 721 with a Yamaha on it. Okay, I take a lot of pride in. I like the Yamahas a lot, and yeah. uh, I got it in uh, in Texas um, from a guy used, and so it's a 2018. And man, he did like a a blue decal on the show, so he did a custom sticker on it rather than being like the typical red and gold mm-hmm. Yamaha show. So it right. really pops, man. Like the amount of comments that I get on this boat, like I had a co-angler at a Toyota series this year, try and buy it from me. Like it, oh it just gosh. is, it's right. black, silver, and blue. And then it has that blue motor and then it has white poles on it. And it is just, it, it's a good looking boat. Um, yeah. so I, that thing, uh, and then it's the seven twenty one. I really like because it's, um, it's the smallest of the 21 foots, right? I mean, it's almost like a 20, 21 foot. It's 20 feet, 11 inches, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's real narrow, which opposite of that, opposite of the V20. <laughs> right. um, yeah, yeah. But as far as for tournament fishing, I like it because I still have the length, but I feel like it fishes small. I can get in and around docks yeah. really, sure. really quickly. But for rough water, man, it's it's incredible in rough water and it flies too. Um, very, very fast boat. But um, I've got... Uh, a Garmin and a Humminbird on the front, 360 and live scope. I think I'm going to probably get rid of 360 this year. Not anything oh. against it. I just spend more time on the, on the forward facing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the console, I've got two Humminbirds, which I think I'm going to switch one for a Garmin just to have the ability to have mapping uh, mm-hmm. with both brands, you know, cause I feel like some legs you go to one, one, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. other. So, yeah. um, you know, no affiliation with either of those. And I've always thought that there's an advantage to kind of, uh, looking at, at looking at all the different options. And, and also I've got a buddy too, that talked about it. That's like, man, I'm running, um, transducers on both of those too, just to, just for, if I wanted to have my mapping on one versus the other. So he's really running oh, that makes both, sense. Both side scan transducers off the back. Cause I mean, it's an extra mm. 200 bucks or whatever at that point, you may as well yeah. run another transducer. Huh. Um, so, Oh no, that's what no I'm Gordon's running. thinking. He's going, yeah. Oh, hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh no. yeah. I've got a, I've got a Phoenix uh, nine nineteen that I, that I really like. That's it's a, it's a sweet rig. They're 
fast, really maneuverable boat. So uh, Phoenix puts out a pretty good product. I've, I've been happy with it since. I got mine from Tennessee, not Texas, but I had to had to make a bit of a haul to get it. So I know yeah, I know the uh, know the struggle. Right, Iowa to Tennessee is about sixteen hours. Uh, it was, it wasn't for me. I was, it was like eight and a half hours. So I'm right in the middle of the state of Iowa. Oh yeah. Cause he's in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. There gotcha. he is froze. Dude. I like those. I mean, both, both those 19 foot boat, both Andy and Nate, you guys are talking. So my first yeah. boat was a 2005 legend, uh, LE 186. It was the last year they made an 18 and a half foot mm. legend. And that boat, man was incredible in yeah. rough water for being an 18 and a half foot boat. Yeah. That's cool. tanks that in the back. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Super nimble. Yeah. Get into stuff. I think I speared one wave in that thing and I could take it. I felt so comfortable in it. I could take it. That's anywhere. awesome. Yeah. And man. Yeah. Super fast boat too. I remember, uh, it had a 200 on it, but as a, the three liter EFI 200 on an 18. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boat, yep. I could yep. fly in that thing. Bulletproof yeah. motor. Yeah, those motors, dude. Yeah. Once you, yeah, they would go. Um, what what does our buddy Colin run, Nate? Uh, was his, is an Alpha two eleven? He has that uh, legend. It's an, yeah, it's an Alpha nine nineteen or nine nineteen nine ninety nine. Whatever. Yeah. I'm glad you asked yeah. Nate, not me, because I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's the yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a sweet rig though. He's got he's got a uh, I guess now it's a brand new two twenty five yeah mark on it yeah and. Uh, yeah black and purple it's a it's a dope yeah, i don't know if you guys it, saw that video it kind of went viral he hit a log underwater on the mist and ripped oh. his motor clean off the back of his boat and oh i had it. seen that yeah like yeah. broke yeah. through the motor mounts like snapped them in half Jeez. so is that is that y'all's home water yeah that's right by us yeah he's he's just a bit south of us on the like the lacrosse pools of the mist um that's like I don't know about an hour from our from our house here uh, where we live, but yeah, he was flying through some backwaters that he's gone through a hundred times, and then uh, yeah, I don't think he was like fully given her. I think he was going like sixty. Yeah, it was about sixty. And uh, yeah, caught the motor and spun around, and he was like, "Oh no!" And he looked back, and his motor is completely like just broke off like the if motor. If you mounts. slow the video way down, you can you see a tiny little thing. Like, oh, I think that was the log. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, 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 yeah pretty wild, crazy. But, yeah, super it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, he's so super, and he knows it too. He, he was so peaceful yeah. too. Like on the video, he's like, "Oh, that's not good." He's like, "You okay?" Like talking to his co. It was like, a, was it a BFL or something he was fishing? But yeah, um, yeah, 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 super bananas. But okay, so let me ask you guys this: kind of, kind of backtracking a little bit, and we'll we'll, we'll keep it moving. Um, as far as Serious Angler Podcast Network, how did you come up with the name Serious Angler? And I ask that because it feels like every episode y'all start it by like making fun of each other or laughing or talk about <laughs> Andy dynamic, trying to cook man. a fish and cutting his finger or like, <laughs> like what the heck? Yeah. 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 I guess, uh, when you focus each episode on learning and getting down to the business side of like, you know, teaching people that are listening or watching, we, we like to have fun with the beginning, but the, the serious angler part started, um, uh, a good buddy of mine, Ryan Killen, who I worked for a little bit out of college. I got out of college during the whole COVID era where it was kind of hard to, uh, for people to figure out work and stuff. And I was sure. helping him with housing and we were, were always big Joe Rogan nuts. We always loved his podcast. We play it while we were working mm -hmm. on building houses. And, uh, <clears throat> I was like, tell me about my idea when I was going out to Indiana. And, uh, I was like, I can't come up with a freaking name for this thing. And I, cause I'm yeah, horrible. It is tough. Stuff like that. And, 
And he's like, well, you, you take fishing pretty seriously. And I don't know, call it serious angler. And I looked at him like, works for me. And that's kind of yeah. what I rock. Yeah. That's kind of the first thing that he threw at me. So he gets all the credit. Um, yeah, it does I, sound I really good. Hey, it's it worked for us so far. Yeah. yeah. Right on, that's yeah. dope. So yeah. Deacon, you had talked about like how, like, you guys all have like the same vision and you're excited about where it's going and all of that. So where, where do you guys see yourselves in a few years? Where mm. do you want to be? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think for us, you know, I'm definitely like the, I sometimes get a little bit over of big picture too much yeah. and it's like, Hey, reel back in operations. We need to be working on like what we're doing now. Sure. Yeah. You know? So I think, I think overall though, um, you know, something that we've talked a lot about is just organically adding shows where we mm. see there's like a, a, a niche in the, yep. in the market. Right. And so for us, I mean, that model, um, more than anything, I'm a big hunter as well. And, and so I listen a lot to the meat eater guys and yeah. uh, they're obviously a, um, juggernaut in the yeah. hunting space. Right. And it's sure. a lot, I mean, Heck they yeah. have TV show, YouTube, everything else, but in their podcast, I noticed how they started segmenting out, you know, an elk hunting show, a mm -hmm. waterfowl show, a fishing show. So they kind of have spread like hyper specific. Out. Yeah. Right. For these different mm -hmm. niche audiences. And so that's kind of, um, what we, what we came up with was like, let's, as we organically grow and want to add a new show where something fits. And so that's kind of where yeah. the lab came out. It's like, we kind of, we're talking and we're like, there's not really a short fishing show right yeah like a lot of long form content fishing shows mm. what about like a specific tip on a specific bait on a sure. saturday morning that someone can go listen to and so that's how like and again lure lab i think is like i mean i would would you guys not disagree it's our fastest growing show like that thing was like mm. yeah, it just it yeah. has taken off from from that's that awesome. mindset and so and then same thing with the kayak show right it was like serious angler is always going to be our bread and butter and like our yeah. show that that is going to be our mainstay. And then we have the fantasy fishing shows are a part of that. But like these additional shows are more to fill a niche. Like we feel like there's the kayak space is growing significantly and there's like, boom, let's, let's, let's target that specifically. And then it has, we want to do something different in that space. And so that's kind of, you know, not going to say we're going to like go add 10 shows, you know, in the next yeah. couple of years, it's just going to be when we feel like there's a niche and we can add yep. someone to the team, like, let's do it. So I like that. About, yeah. That's kind of like what working class did. Yeah. Or is doing. Yeah. Like yeah. we're part of the working class bow hunter podcast. Okay. Network. Network, yeah. I guess. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Network. Many words. I missed yeah. a word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, we're like the fishing portion yeah. under them. And they Very have cool. Victory Drive. And yeah. they were yeah. they were really looking for a black dude, a white dude, and a Puerto Rican girl to talk about tacos. And we were like, hey, <laughs> and we were like well, <laughs> Like, you know, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, we, might, we might know somebody. We might know. Somebody. Yeah, we <laughs> might. We might know somebody. Yeah. So, what do you, are you guys wanting to do this? Like, um, I mean, are you wanting it to go to like meat eater status, like Joe Rogan status? Like, I mean, working class bow hunter, uh, the the podcast network we're a part of. Like, Kurt, uh, I still remember when he and I and Nate worked at Gander Mountain together. He was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast," and I remember I think I said to him, "Why?" Like I didn't really get and this. This is like 2014. I mean, this is, you know, in the podcast world forever ago. And like now that's what he does for a living. Like he quit right. a job at John Deere, like making good money because like this is going so well. Like where do you, is that where you guys want to take this eventually? Or how does that look for you? Go ahead, guys. We got some pretty lofty goals. You know, it's a uh, good, good. It's one that we, 
I mean, we're we're trying to improve internally and with our production on all fronts. Every from a everyday standpoint to a month by month to a year by year basis. I mean, it's it's crazy because it feel like it feels like we've been around for a while, but this has only been four years since sure. it's mm-hmm. you know the you know Serious Angler at least started. Right. Whereas as a network, mm-hmm. I feel like we've only maybe two years, guys. I think right. when we hit an established network, yeah. yeah. Okay, and so it's uh you know. We have some pretty lofty goals for it, and we we got the hunger for it. So, I mean, like you said, you mentioned earlier, we, we'd love to make Joe Rogan podcast yeah. money. I'll talk about whatever you want for that. Yeah, kind of sheesh, that's off um, my but, deal. Sheesh, that's real stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I think the thing is for us is we all have this crazy passion for what comes back to bass fishing and the camaraderie that comes with it. And as long as we're enjoying what we're go what we're doing, and we are, you know, and our it. it it's going in the direction we want it to go in. We're going to keep riding that, that road. Mm-hmm. I think that's Love kind it. of what our train is, is we, we have goals to make it be an empire one day. We, we joke mm-hmm. about that half jokingly. And yeah. as long as we're enjoying, I think that's the thing. Like we, we all t- tell each other, like if there's a day we don't enjoy it, like it's cool if we got to back out, you know, we, right. it's, just, it's a passion project that we hope to turn into something greater uh, someday. Wow, well, keeping good. it a yeah. project. Like yeah, passion first, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so. I don't. I don't know if. Sorry, Nate. I just was going to ask. Do you? So you said you put Lure Lab out every Saturday. Are you consistent? Do you have something come out every week? Is that what you do, or do you? Okay. We we try to like yeah. for Thanksgiving. I missed an episode, but I think in the first year of Lure Lab, I might have missed three episodes in like totality. Okay. So we we tried. We tried to get an episode out every week on each side of our platform on each episode, like show on our platform. Yeah. We try to have concurrent episodes out and making sure that we're hitting that every week. And so, are each of you on each thing? I'm so sorry that I don't know this. I feel it's a great yeah. question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically the serious angler show is for the most part, Bailey and Andrew right? Mm-hmm. Like that okay. is bread and butter. Uh, you know, the fantasy fishing shows I'm on every single one of those, uh, as far as just, cause that's our fun show that we bring mm-hmm. guests on and it's around fantasy bass fishing, right? All, all something we enjoy. Um, you know, I'm on our business from the bass boat show Yep. and then Andy's our lure lab show. I mean, just super detailed technique tackle. Mm-hmm. He's our, he's our tackle scientist, right? Like Nerd. that's just Cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, cool. but I get to pick your guys' brains all the time on what to talk about as well because there's so much I can learn from everyone. And that's the part mm. of like that's the basis of the show is teaching and learning, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. nobody yeah. knows everything and everybody has their own way of doing things. And I think that's yeah. the premise of the whole serious angler network is the fact that we're forever students. Like yeah. all we are here yeah. to do is learn. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. And I think the the other thing around just the network of creating like this full thing that, that has become super um, eye opening to me. It was like, it was like in my head at the beginning, it was like, all right, this is a podcast. This is what we do. It's a podcast. And it's like, yes, we're a podcast first, but being a media company and, and looking at this as a full picture, right? Like Mm -hmm. Bailey and Andrew have opened my eyes significantly to this where it's like, Hey, we need to have a big social media presence. We need to put out a newsletter. We need to have a website. We need to try and build this to where we're all encompassing. And I yeah. think that's helped a lot too in our some of our sponsor negotiations, right? Is to say, look, mm. this, you're not just getting a, a podcast. Yeah. Here. Like, like you're established. More, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like revenue streams financially, but it's just, it's all the things you have going on that. Yeah. It's big it's web. They get three different influencers too at the same time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so so said, like, to add on to it is the fact that we're not just giving them the, the network. You also have all of our personal brands as well. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we each are based somewhere different geography, right? Like, Adam's in Northwest. Me and Bailey are here in Buffalo, but like Bailey's the kayak guy. I'm the guide. And then Deacon's out in the Northwest fishing the West coast turns. Mm-hmm. It's like we each have our own little niche and what we can provide and bring from a, yeah. from a networking standpoint. Yeah. That's appealing. That's yeah. yeah that's sure. really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yes, can we talk absolutely. about, can we talk about tacos? Can we get on it? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're oh, wait, yeah we're an hour in. That's what I'm so excited for. You don't know yeah yeah. yeah. We love tacos, we're taco tacos eaters. and tequila. Like that is my like, yeah. yeah. We're an hour it's in. We haven't up. even talked about I it mean, yet. Jeez. We talked about that place we All went right. to that wasn't so good. Yeah. But let's gosh. talk positive. Well, okay. Is that, yeah. part of, is that do you review places? Like, is that a part of this? We a little bit. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. So like a new taco place. Yeah, yeah, so like the we've we've said this a bunch on the podcast, but like I definitely don't expect you guys to know this, but like the way that this name came about is just like Bailey was saying when we got asked, like Kurt was like, "Hey, would you be interested in starting a fishing podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." We could not come up with a good name, and we had some that were like too cute, and then some that were like not, you know, kind of catching our vibe of having fun. And yeah. I, the one we were the closest to pulling, boring. yeah, the one we were. T- close to pulling the trigger on was called uh figure out fishing like this idea kind of like y'all like that's all learned together how to figure out fishing but it just wasn't really our thing and a long time ago myself and lola and then nate was going to jump in it as well we were actually going to start a tackle shop in um this town no called way. port byron like right on right, actually on the river um the mississippi river on pool what pool is that 14 and um this is going yeah, and so we were going to call it uh, the spot, S-P-O-T-T, and the T-T stood for tackle and tacos. So, like, you could come and grab you a whatever, like a jackhammer, and then oh, while you're there, man. like, get an El Pastor taco. Oh, man, Dude. I would be um, in there all the time. Yeah, right, right. right. We still have to do it. I, yeah, I feel like we this, this needs a catalyst into the actual taco shop. Yeah, we really to. should. Yeah, looks, so we then, podcast out of it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Studio next to like the grill or something. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be more excited about: walking and buying tackle and yeah. buying a taco at the same time, or like. Like we have a local fly shop here that's in a coffee shop. Like oh, yeah, I don't, perfect. And, I, and my wife loves coffee. So we've actually had conversations about like buying a building and she's a mental health therapist. So like mm. by, buying awesome. a big enough building for her to have office spots and then have a coffee shop and a tackle shop. All oh, see, it sounds it's perfect. All, that's all. Like, like, yeah. like we've had like these that, like yeah. big vision. Yeah. The, like, the South has it figured out. Like the best tackle shop ever, in my opinion, is Dayton Boat Dock in uh, it's on Chickamauga in Tennessee. And they are up at, is that Michael Neal's place? Yeah. Yeah. So four in the morning, they're open. The restaurant, there's a restaurant slash um tackle shop, some of the best tackle wise, but also they're up at four in the morning shelling out breakfast sandwiches for all the guys going out wow. fishing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and, and like that's, that's cool for the fishermen, but they're making money too. 
Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean, if you guys see a tackle shot with a taco deal pop up and yeah. it's not you guys, you know exactly where this idea came from. I know. I was yeah, like, yeah, why somebody are we stole it. Everyone? Yeah, somebody stole <laughs> yeah. it for sure. So then, so then yeah. Lola was just like, hey, let's just call the, the podcast Tackling Tacos. And, and then I went to Kurt yeah. and I was like, hey, man, we're not going to call it Figure Out Fishing anymore. Um, we're going to call it Tackling Tacos. We're we going to talk so about nervous. fishing and we so tacos. Nervous. And like, you know, like on how, like on an iPhone, like if somebody's typing, it does like that little bubble with the dots and like, I thought he was going to be like, ah, I don't think so. Well, All the he's... dots were there and then they disappeared. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they came, and they came and back. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, he's like, he's not sure. And and like, we're homies. Like, we're like close friends, but he's also sort of the dude in this whole thing. He's the Steven Manella in this whole deal. And uh, so, um, and then he said, are you serious? And I was like, oh, crap. Well, and because I said, yeah. Jordan's a jokester. So yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, okay. And so he thought maybe I was like fooling him or pranking or whatever. And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And then he texts back. He's like, dude, that's dope. And I was like, yes. <laughs> it's like everybody. Yeah, everybody's kind of dug the idea, even though yeah. it feels gimmicky. It's actually not. And so like we're actually kind of taco-aholics. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so jump off. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get into okay, it. Okay, so what's your favorite taco? Like, yeah, your favorite each of taco, you. What's, what's taco your favorite taco? ever had? Man. Ever had? That was really deep. That sorry. is heavy. That's hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> the best, the best taco dish I've ever had was in oh. San Diego on Cinco de Mayo. I don't remember what it was. Okay. We went. My wife's best friend lived in LA at the time. She came down to meet us, and she's like, "We gotta go into Old Town San Diego, and there's this Mexican restaurant that we have to go Sounds into." Awesome. And it was absolutely unreal. The best Mexican food I've ever eaten yeah. in my life. And I don't okay. remember what I got. I have a picture of it in my phone somewhere. It was the most <laughs> authentic, like yeah. delicious Mexican taco that I've ever had in my life. But side note is we literally eat tacos like every week at my house. Like we oh, have boy. a never ending supply of mm-hmm. tortillas, like ground yes. beef, all yes. of the makings. Like yeah. it's a staple in our house. Our daughter loves it. So yes. taco all the time. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. There it is, my man. Yeah, dude. Wait, how old is your daughter? I know you have two daughters. But... Yes, I have a four and a half year old and a seven month old. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, heck side yeah. note, I tried to give Gus, so we have he's our youngest. He's gonna be two in January. And I tried to he was asking for a taco, and I was like, Okay. And oh, yeah. so I made him just like I had like these little baby tortillas, like the street taco size, and mm-hmm. I put some refried beans and some shredded cheese and i just like folded it like a quesadilla and then i gave it to him like a triangle and he looked at me going mama taco and he started crying i was like oh no so then i took the same thing and then i rolled it and i handed it to him he goes taco and then he ate it because i presented it differently kids are so weird i found found my plate from san diego i don't know if you can see there it is okay good lord yeah it was good it looks awesome Looks really good. My yeah, favorite so part. Double check the date. May 5th, 2019. Cinco you still got it. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. smart. I like it. <laughs> I, I will say, though, Andy, my favorite part about your story, like you said, first you said San Diego. So then I was automatically thinking Anchorman. And then you said, uh, like, you didn't know what it was called. Like that part where dude's uh, talking. He's like, I think I was in love once. They're like, really? What was her name? He's like, I don't remember. They're like, well, that's not a good remember. start, but keep going. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't remember what it was, but it was incredible. Yeah. There was a lot of drinking that was involved that yeah. day. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Went to like every big brewery had a lot of margaritas like but you had the you had the intelligence to take a picture of it so you're you're ahead of the game there absolutely the wife and i are huge foodies and coffee drinkers so every time we go out of town we hit like all the best restaurants we can think of and we go to all the coffee shops and whatever we're the same same. yeah yeah Yeah. 
Heck yeah. Love that's it. awesome. All right. Best taco Deacon go. <laughs> oh gosh. Best taco. Sound, buddy. So also a big taco person. Um, oh, I really like the small tortillas, like in, in that, that style of, I really like going to places, whether it be like a specific restaurant or a food truck and getting, you know, what I love about it is the variety, right? Like you can get yeah. like three or four different kinds of tacos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. You like the best. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, something we, so I, I've got a, um, Blackstone. And so I've, oh, been, yeah. I've been a lot of, a lot of tacos at Atta home out as well, but lately, uh, two tacos that come to mind one, the, um, Gosh, there's a, it's in the meteor cookbook of all places there. It's mm. like a, it's supposed to be for a, kind of a wild boar taco recipe. Oh, sure. You can totally do it with like a deer shank or something too. You just kind of have to have it, uh, longer in the crock pot. Uh, right, kind of shreddy. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's just less fat in deer than kind of the whole boar situation. But right. basically, uh, it has, it's like a Asian twist twist on things like korean twist so there's like mm. kimchi on it yeah and it's yep. kind of yeah. asian flavored and oh my gosh like that that wow. taco is phenomenal okay and then, uh, the other thing with the move to idaho found a lake that is loaded with giant perch and so oh, snap. i've oh, been man. absolutely wearing the perch out this fall and so I've been yes dude fish tacos, perch tacos. crema sauce oh, really good i'm on my man. way yeah, seriously, that makes me so. Hard. We live right by a lake that's stacked full of good panfish and crappies and whatever, and we do not make fish tacos enough because every time we do, it's like da, 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 da. I mean, they're just gone. Yeah. Our whole family goes through them, and like, man, gosh, you got me hungry right now. Oh, yeah, I just thought of another great taco place, but unfortunately, it's no longer around. It was in, oh, um, it was on Toby Maui. Pitt? No, in Maui, like that oh, whole town, that, La, the yeah. town of Lahaina, Lahaina. But I got some of the best oh, fish sure. tacos I've ever had in my life on oh, the island man. of Maui. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds uh, awesome. Story, but yeah, nice. I don't remember what fish it was because it was on my honeymoon and once again, a lot of drinks for it. I was going to say, <laughs> was there similar, <laughs> uh, similar rhythm there, the drinking and the eating. But I'm pretty sure yeah. I have a picture of those in my phone. Okay, good. As well. yeah. yeah, smart. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of a variety of tacos, like yeah. you, like a food truck, we could call it a taco flight. You know, yeah, like have different. Ooh. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. just yes. ideas. Don't Man. steal it. Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> you have to pair it with like margarita flavor, so you could have a taco marg flight, right? Oh snap! Well, like, <laughs> let's let's someone's like, listening, taking notes to this. Like, I know. Wait. Way too many good ideas rolling out here. Yeah, we gotta get yeah. cracking. Think about like the local tackle store during a tournament, anyway. Like, right? Like, I think of the one specifically at the Delta in California, but like, there's always that local tackle store mm -hmm. that, like, every day after practice, guys are running in there to grab yep. stuff a lot. Like, especially the day right before the tournament, you just, I mean, shelves are ransacked with all the baits that are that are gone, right? But it's like, could you imagine if when you get off the water? It's six o'clock. You've been off the water all day, but you can also get tacos there. I'm like, hey, you guys, you want some tacos? <laughs> tacos yeah. and tecate, right? Like, you can't have anything. Oh, better. yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a filthy combo <laughs> walking out with a handful of lures and, like, greasy fingers. Yeah, and yeah. In one. Yeah. I love Dang. That. All right, Bailey, you're up. What's, what's your favorite taco? Ah, uh, so... uh Deacon kind of stole my thunder a little bit with the uh -oh. uh, the homemade fish taco. My yeah. wife loves when I bring home, like, walleye and... Yes, uh, dude. we make some fish tacos, but I'll, I'll put an honorable mention here and I might get canceled for it. Uh, <laughs> uh -oh. But uh -oh. 
my so being in Buffalo, and she, my wife's grown up here her whole life. She, there was one Sunday we were watching football, and Andy knows this. The one thing people in Buffalo do when they watch football is they make chicken wing dip, mm-hmm. and we front to go get chips to scoop and everything no chips all we had was hard taco shells and so her being <laughs> like me and being spontaneous yeah, white ball yeah. yeah what chicken we dip in the tacos we had chicken we dip tacos it was one of the best things I've ever had. <laughs> dude i try now, it dude now, now i would totally try it what with the chicken wing dip in the taco, what kind of cheese did you top it with? Was it mm. cheese or was it like a shred? Yeah, true. No, cheese? straight up. She made the chicken wing dip and then just scooped it out and yeah. into the hard but shell. You Nothing else. Put more cheese on. You didn't put anything like, else on it. Just, just that. <laughs> he already like double deckers the thing in cheese. Yeah. We didn't need yeah, any yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like the chicken wing dip, dip in Buffalo. I, I had the pleasure of visiting Bailey. We were going to go fishing open as a co angler, and I. Yeah. Like just the the food, like you know, you have chicken wings at places and all this stuff, but like in Buffalo, like it's a different game thing. Yeah, like, they're like, hey, this is a <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Just... So it's funny, like with guide clients when they come here, they're like, okay, what are the top three chicken wing places we can go? And I'm literally yeah. like, and some of them are like chain restaurants, some are like dive bars, and I'm like, yeah. these are the three. These are the three in order that you want to hit when you're here. And this is what you want to order. And literally every time they're like, these are the best wings I've ever had in my life. Man. And then they go to the next place. I'm like, you got to go three, two, one. And they're like, these are the best wings I've ever had in my life. Like every day. Like, Everywhere like, they this go. is unreal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. not so not only are you a fishing guide, but you're a chicken wing guide. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many. Like, there's so like. Buffalo, right? Like the Buffalo wings, home of the chicken wing. So, right. like, yeah. And there's only some places that do it really well, and then everyone else is like mediocre. Just Buffalo. doing it, yeah. 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 So, right. Andy is our, and our tackle nerd, food mm-hmm. aficionado, and part-time right. weatherman. He's yeah. a. Yeah. Oh. I'm full of useless information that is useful in the moment. All right. Yeah. It's engaging useless information or something. I like it a lot for sure. So do you guys have like where you're at? Do you want to give a shout out? Is there any local, uh, taquerias, any, any local taco spots that you love? Uh, so Buffalo, probably my favorite place, like sit down restaurant wise would probably be deep South. Deep and South. The, all right. The best part about it is they have like a loaded nacho platter that is just Yum. out of the I love, I love nachos. <laughs> I love another, <laughs> another taco story for my wife's birthday a couple of years ago. They have like a 20 pound burrito you can buy, and it's what literally the, a oh, burrito wow. that's like catered. It's okay. absolutely unreal. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Sounds that's like a dream. Awesome. That sounds yeah. awesome. And it's like yeah. layered in like white crema sauce. Oh, no like, snap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is incredible. Yeah. That every really every dope. time we do a podcast, I just want to eat. Yeah, you have no idea how so, And then if you're ever in <laughs> yeah, the southeast, seriously. I have another taco place for you. Okay. Um, okay. Here he goes. It's called White Duck. White and Duck. That doesn't White sound like duck. a taco no, place. No. So it's in They're Asheville in Greenville, South Carolina. Asheville, North Carolina, in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. And yes. They're some of the best small plate tacos I've ever had in my life. Oh, sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's dope. He, he yeah, could go yeah, on for three rad. hours on this. Stuff. Yeah. He's probably going to talk about his new state. Yes, I have a couple more. But I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we move on to something else. He was like, also, oh, if you're in the south side of Chicago, <laughs> like, if you're ever in North Borough, Alaska. It's like a highlight of traveling trips with my wife. Like, we love food. We yeah. love, like, good times, good yeah, people, dude. right? Like, so we just search out all the best restaurants. And the cuisine that we so happen to love is, like, Mexican food and tacos. Yeah, and, dude, my man. And beer yeah. and wine. Like, yeah. And coffee. Have, have any of the reviews steered you wrong and you've had a bad experience? Has to have happened. Come on. So, the, the <laughs> one place that we went to in West Virginia, of all places, like all the reviews. That's, that's like, why you went wrong. Yeah. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. It's like two stars well, out is. of five. And we're like, well, it's right next to the hotel. Let's try it. Right. Like, yeah. As soon as we sit down at the table, they bring over like a cart and they're like stone grinding guacamole. At the oh, table. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, OK, this is going to be either really good or really bad. Yeah. And yep. I'm like in every restaurant around it. So we kind of profile the area. It's all like fast food restaurants. And there's this homemade authentic restaurant, Mexican restaurant. And we sit down. The guacamole was like 9.8 out of 10. Incredible. OK. And we're like, all right. So these West Virginia people obviously do not know what they're talking about. The food has to be good too. Sure yeah. enough, it was like a nine out of 10. It was oh, absolutely snap. incredible. I didn't get sick after eating where it's like, we were <laughs> right. I got food poisoning. Everyone was super nice. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had walking in a restaurant with terrible reviews, but wow. we're also not people that will just go to a fast food restaurant. So like, yeah. oh, we might as well try it and yeah. hope for the best. So yeah, and it worked out. Yeah. Well, then yeah, that was yeah, good. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was good. Was there, there drinking there involved? Drinks? Yeah. Oh, there's always <laughs> like. I, <laughs> so that's dope. I think they had like a five dollar mark pitcher like special oh, boy. that night. Yeah, so yeah. So they got four. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just oh kidding. no, yeah. there's just one pitcher, and I think I drank all of it. So yeah. So there there are there's <laughs> pictures from that too, but they're just blurry. It's like. <laughs> It's just like yeah. this wiping blur yeah. picture. You guys know that's you're like, from the that's Midwest. That's a that's an average morning for us in the north. <laughs> <laughs> I off with that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I used to uh, a long time ago. I used to live in Austin, Texas, and down there, people actually like plan vacations around like the barbecue joints. You know, like like you mm-hmm. stop in this town because of wow. snows, and then you go here for this barbecue spot, and then you go over here for Franklin's or whatever. Like they literally plan how they like move through their vacations for the spot so like my kind of vacation yeah i'm not mad at it yeah one piece of advice if you ever go to philadelphia do not go to the big name spot filled like philly cheesesteak for cheesesteaks yeah do not do they're all terrible hit up like your local pizzeria or sub shop wait okay Okay. all right there it is yeah would you say the outlet mall yeah I said always no, like a hole in the wall. wall oh, I said outlet mall. <laughs> I was like, like they have cheese. Yeah, go to the outlet malls. mall. You're gonna get a discount cheesesteak. Yeah, you get that, you get that 30% there. off cheesesteak, boy. <laughs> I was like, what did he just say? Not that. <laughs> outlet mall. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so when it comes uh when it comes to tacos, uh you guys kind of mentioned a little bit uh uh Deacon and, and Bailey about cooking. Do you you, you guys all cook or you know, do you enjoy joy cooking or oh, love it? My wife's the cooker. I'm the griller. But she she <laughs> okay. is a blessing. She cooks. She I, I don't feel bad because she loves it. If she didn't yeah. love it, I wouldn't feel bad. But she loves it. So yeah. I'm like, hey, that's all you, girl. Have you, at you. It. Yeah. Right. yeah, she chefs it up. 
Well, yeah, that's so good. Okay. Heck yeah. Awesome. Deacon, you too, you're, you're, you're into, you're into chefing it up. I am. Yeah. Like I feel like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Kenzie and I, I do a pretty good job of splitting, uh, cooking stuff for sure. But yeah, if there's any like game situation, whether it's hunting or fishing, right? Like I'm, I'd say generally I'm, I'm doing some of that cooking, especially the grilling or the yeah out on the flat top, that kind of a thing for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoy it though. It's like a, a nice way to relax. You know, there's certain times during the week where I don't want to cook at all. And it's like, man, I want dinner to be done in 10 minutes and not have to worry about things. But then there's yeah. times when it's Absolutely. like, it's a nice relaxing 45 yeah. minute hour, you know, to kind of unwind, give me a beer listen to a podcast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's a, what's a topping? Cause one of my favorite things about tacos is how like, you know, you can kind of throw anything on there. I mean, if you want to keep it like kind of just vanilla, you can, I don't mean actual vanilla, but I mean like basic, you know, like if you want to right. do cheese, tomato, lettuce, onion, whatever, or, you know, like you said, you can do kimchi on like a, like a Asian fusion style taco. Me. Or if you do like one of our favorites, and we actually have a video of it on our, on our YouTube, we do, we do like pulled pork tacos It's basically just pulled mm-hmm. pork Sammies, but on like a, you know, a real soft taco. And then we'll do like dry slaw and whatever mm-hmm. for you guys. If you had to say like, what's your most essential taco topping? What is it? Oh, I'm going, it's either going to be like a cheese or like my big thing is salsa. I absolutely yeah. love like a salsa, and it has the spicy guy. It depends. Sorry. It depends okay. on the I'm meat and the flavor guy. profile. So like I love, Dang, I love profile. spice and heat, but Seriously. it all depends on what it is and how yeah. like the seasoning on the meat and yeah, what no, type of sure. meat it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I just love this food. Dude's on it. Yeah, I just food. love food. <laughs> it just, he ends the, this he will tell you right here how much food. I love food. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's only so many things to do in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. This time of year. And eat, eating fish, which isn't a bad, which isn't a bad combo. That uh, alpha angler hoodie is getting like kind of bowed out eventually. <laughs> yeah, it might. It might. But yeah, that mouth just gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The large mouth kind of gets like wider. Started off as a four and now it's a double uh, dip bass. Yeah. Exactly. What about you guys? What, what's the topping you got to have? Go ahead, Bailey. Uh, I might sound like a dweeb here, but it's okay. uh, my f- wife and I, when we met in college, one of our, we both swam collegiately and our cheat meal was always Moe's. And so now when we oh, go yeah. and make, Tacos. One of us will run to Moe's and grab a cup of queso from Moe's, and that's so good. Yeah, Moe's like welcome to Moe's. Moe's. Yes. Yes. Like the Southwest genius idea. Queso is like one of the best things ever. It is. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's pretty solid. That's that's smart. I like queso. You guys ever been to? uh, We'll let you go, Deacon. I'm sorry, but have you ever gone to uh, Taco Cabana, like in the South? No. Yeah, Taco Cabana. It's like a. It's kind of like Taco Bell, except for they have like a salsa and condiment bar. So like off to the side, but it's not like flies buzzing around like dirty. Like it's like kind of dope. Like they have like four or five different kinds of salsas, and they have mm-hmm. different like jalapeno cremas, and um, they have like pico de gallo, and they have um, like little things of jalapenos, little things of like adobe uh, peppers, and cilantro, and red onion, and white or whatever. So like you get your food, and you go over and just top it however you want and i always thought that was really dope and that's where i first got turned on to uh cilantro 
I, oh my I went, gosh, this boy, he loves cilantro. I love cilantro, like, dude. At, we'll go to like Chipotle and he's like, extra, uh, extra cilantro. cilantro. They have to like go to the back, get like this little container and drop yeah, it Yeah, but on can we also and... talk about the fact that why doesn't Chipotle just have cilantro out? Because like you're a burrito place. Qdoba dude. does. Qdoba does, but Chipotle Qdoba doesn't. Qdoba does, yeah. Qdoba. They also used to have bacon and they don't anymore. Yeah, Qdoba so. is the least authentic, dopest burrito spot around. <laughs> it's so like, there's nothing like, 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 you don't, I've never seen a Mexican at Qdoba. Qdoba <laughs> <laughs> is like that's, was, that's pretty they true. Qdoba in Buffalo, they closed after like six months. Everyone, no, yeah, dang, but somehow, somehow, Salsaritas has stood the, like this the time, right? Like Salsaritas is still around, but Qdoba, yeah. which is way better than Salsaritas, yeah, Qdoba is dope, disappeared, like just huh. vanished. One night, yeah. they like literally locked all their doors, fired all their employees, and like we're closing, yeah. Wow, not even bacon can save them. That's Dang. that's serious stuff. <laughs> Can't be saved by bacon. Yeah, you might you might need to rethink your business plan. Yeah. Deacon, what what's the topping for you, homie? Yeah, man. For me, it's gonna be something chunky. So like either like a, a really bomb guac homemade, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of a thing, or even like a, a pico de gallo or a or like yeah. a uh you know, I don't know a mango habanero salsa with mango chunks in it yeah. or like something that's like chunky. I feel like I, mm. I really like gotta have that I texture. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like dude, when you right. get, when you do, when you get like that, like that soup, you ever had like that almost like soupy, like almost like sour cream guac. It does. It feels like oh, gas station worst. sushi. Yeah. Like it just yeah. feels like this shouldn't be something Some I'm doing. Some red onion chopped up. Like give me yep. some, some stuff to chunk. Man, yeah. these guys are on it, yo. Yeah, like yeah. If yeah. the if the guac is rolling off the chip, you're doing something wrong. That's for sure. Dude, that's I've, it. I've had it that way before. Any so. substance. Yeah. That's a t-shirt. My chip and yeah. have it stick. Yeah, I need to go yeah. into Procreate on my iPad and draw that up like a like a chip like rolling off. Like you're doing it wrong. Yeah, it's like it's like that Dairy Queen, like the Blizzard. I was over. just gonna say that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flips over and drops, yeah. no good, dude. Yeah. These are all ideas for the spot restaurant and tackle shop. <laughs> they like go to give you your chips, and they like flip over to you. Like, what are you doing? They're like, uh, doesn't you see how thick this is? This thing is thick, boy. It's yeah, this is this is the real deal. Yeah. Oh, all right, funny. let's uh, let's shift gears because I don't want to keep you all up all night. I know it's like, I don't know the time up there. I think it's what like two a.m. or something. Yeah, ten forty-five. We're good. All right, um, okay. let's let's transition over to like podcasty questions, and not even like about y'all's podcast, but because probably listen to podcasts yeah we we we, we admire yeah. what you're doing and to us you guys do have like a podcast empire especially yeah. knowing it's only been around four years um you guys are you guys are killing it um but Heck just yeah. some podcast questions in general like i want to get your opinion on stuff i just i guess i want to know like what makes a good podcast in your opinions like what yeah, as makes a listener it, even what makes it good hmm. that's a good question thank you i think <laughs> I think the first first and foremost is consistency. Like mm-hmm. I think if if your listener doesn't know like when you're uploading, like if if they know, hey, I know every Thursday morning I can wake up and go to work or whatever, and I know I'm going to be able to listen to so and so. I think that, and then just uh, I think it's very hard. I give a lot of props to people that podcast solo. Like mm-hmm. I, I found a hard time doing it. Like I give props to Deacon for doing it. Like if I don't have Andy, it's it's hard for me like to to kill the dead space. So if you have a, sure. you have a good connection with your co-host, you're good. You yeah. can talk about anything. Uh, I think it's that like the, the connection and consistencies from where I'm from. We can make a 
any okay. shotgun. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think same same kind of deal for me. And and the solo stuff is is hard. Like, and I feel like that's the best. I mean, that's why you gotta have guests on and that kind of a thing yeah. most most times in a solo show. But totally piggyback off that. Like I've told this story, I think, before on on my show, but or maybe it wasn't maybe it was in a meeting with a, a sponsor or something, but it was like I find myself, I'm a huge podcast listener, right? That's why I started listening. I mean, like the shows you're talking about, Fast Talk Live, like and and all those, all those things, like for me, were big in the fishing space, but I listen to shows and all kinds of different things. And uh-huh. um, my brother uh was an NCAA champion wrestler. And and oh, so wow. at that time, like I wasn't really into Jeez. wrestling. Like I grew up around it, but like I started listening to this podcast called Flow Wrestling because my brother was talked about every once in a while on it as he was kind of building his career and getting to the point where he won a title. But like I started listening to that show and it was, it's three guys most of the time, two or three guys, but I still listen to that show today and I don't, I follow wrestling a little bit, but I still listen to it because I got used to the hosts and their camaraderie and mm-hmm. and back and forth. And it's like, it's not even on really good that I'm super interested in, but I got attached to the hosts. And so that's, I think that's something that's important is that I like, hadn't thought of that. I really yeah, like that's that. That's really insightful. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Heck yeah. That's where the whole intro outro of shows like, like you guys did on this one where it's, you guys discuss amongst yourselves, talk life, talk, yeah, whatever loved it. you need yeah, that attachment. Otherwise you're just a voice that they're hearing. You know, there's, sure. it's a, it's a really good point. Deegan. Yeah. So I'm not like to be truthfully transparent. I'm not a huge podcast listener. I and he's our guy who podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, know, I just have never watched his YouTube I videos. Got, <laughs> I got like 10,000 things going on. And you know, yeah. as having kids, right? Like it's yes. just constant yeah. chaos. Yeah, for sure. Guiding. I'm on the water most days. I'm on the water right now. Like I'm in the middle of my busiest time of steelhead season. And I'm on mm-hmm. the water at. I'm leaving my house at 4.30 in the morning. I'm on the water at 6, and I get home at 4, and then it's dad time, and then podcast time. So I don't really have much time in between. But sure. what makes what I look for in a podcast is the title. So it's got to be a topic that I want to listen to or I'm searching for information. Mm. And then it has to be like the first three minutes is super important to me. It has mm. to There has to be a hook that keeps me in. Otherwise, I my ADHD kicks on. I'm already right. looking for the next thing. Yeah. So, yeah. but if it's if it's what I'm looking for and I get hooked, I'll listen to the entire thing. So, chat GPT that? No, <laughs> he's like chat GPT. <laughs> what to say? No, no, that's just the way. Like in anything, like even with music, like if I'm not hooked in the first like 15 seconds of a song, I will change sure. it. Mm. And I think Bailey can attest to it, like our morning rides to the boat ramp. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I'm like, dude, let one play. Jeez. Yeah. Tournament or not even tournament morning. Anytime I'm in his truck and we're going somewhere, it is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> it is from hard metal to slow country to Mariah Carey to like, like something <laughs> Disney. Like, I'm like, dude, I don't, it's like every 30 seconds he'll switch it. Oh, I do. Yeah. I can't do this. Got a little variety. Miss Bailey yeah. just jumps out halfway <laughs> like, to the ramp. He's like, "That's it." Like, oh God. He, like, He's like crying and yelling. Stop, yeah. drop, and roll, buddy. There was oh, one right. time where he went to go and change the song, and I stopped his hand. I'm like, "Please, <laughs> just it. one song." Yeah. You're like, I don't even <laughs> like, like the song, but just let it play. Like Red Solo Cup, I think, was the song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, a... Oh my gosh. Oh my god. And then oh it turned god. into like 35 minutes of just like 
blatantly screaming like every song that came on because there were all good ones like back to back to back. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's the best when that happens. Yeah, yeah, I always have like, mine on shuffle. Yeah, like so, your whole library. Yeah. yeah I can't do that. I yeah, my to. shuffle library is atrocious. Like it's, it's so exactly fun. what Bailey said because my wife will like songs that my kids like. So it's yep. like you'll be in like you'll go from like a death metal song to baby shark. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, oh God. It's emotional. Yeah, we can relate. We can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Can relate. I'll have like 50 cent and then it'll be like Lion King or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. For sure. Parenting 101. Just yes. That's you it. Never know. The yeah, right? from the candy yeah. shop to the oh yeah. yeah the candy shop to the pride land <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> it. that's the uh that's the playlist yeah it's oh. good um so audio does audio quality then matter to you does that yeah. keep you listening turn it off does the topic you know what i'm saying like yeah. mm-hmm. would you stay listening if the topic is really good well, i mean deacon or... said he had to kick their butts on some audio right i know stuff, so it must matter audio, some audio is a killer like if it sounds yeah. like crap i'm gone yeah. yeah, that's my ADHD. I'm like, I just can't do it. You can't focus on it. You're like, Ugh. yeah. I think for me, um, I think what I do love about podcasting is that anyone can go and create one with virtually yeah. any budget. So, so there's not, in my eyes, like I feel still think it's better to put out content than not to put out content at all. So, if you don't have mm-hmm. all the fancy equipment, all this stuff, I still think it's important to do that and. Okay. And Andrew have a huge testament to that. Like they had grew a huge following with basic equipment, right? Without really ever. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Hence the laptop and the Zoom. And the half keyboard. (laughs) The half keyboard, right? Like, yeah. Right. But (laughs) I think you get to a point, and like I was listening to this the other day on a new podcast. It was like, you know, I was I was taken back because there was some echoing, and and every once in a while we'll have an episode where something will go wrong, right? And it's like, man, I'm not going to redo that episode. Like it's out, like it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. But, but like, yeah, I think it matters for sure. And I think I'm drawn to shows that have a good quality audio, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so you know, what what type of shows do you guys listen to? I know we've mentioned like Bass Talk Live and and Rogan, but are there any others that that you find yourself, uh, you know, going back to week in and week out? Pull up my podcast stuff. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I'm the worst riff. person to ask. Because yeah, I know. You said, you said you don't. Andy's like, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> What's the last one you listened to, Andy? I, what was that? What's the last podcast you listened to? Good Do you remember? I like. Oh, that. I actually have it in my Spotify. Hold on, one. I was just looking for some like specificity. Is it, is it Tackle and Tacos? Yeah. No, <laughs> unfortunately, it is not. He's like, no. But, um, <laughs> like I'm getting. Like as a steelhead guide, I need to expand because I do bass and steelhead, which is a lake runner, ocean run fish that moves into streams to spawn. Right. And there's a huge niche of fly fishing, and it's something I've never done. So I started researching like how to get into fly fishing to catch steelhead so I can expand my clientele list and try mm. and book more guide trips. You're so not arrogant little... enough to be a fly fisherman. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy it though. Like it is one of the most fun ways to catch a seal. I've, I've done it. But um the the last podcast I listened to was the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Podcast. And I texted Bailey like shortly after I listened to it. And I was like, I finally listened to a podcast that actually hooked me in the first couple minutes. And the reason why is there was a story time. Mm. And then you guys opened your Story's podcast with like telling a personal story and that's the stuff that's so important to me because mm-hmm. i love being able to connect on a personal level and understand who i'm listening to yeah so, yeah that's good it was it was the smoked turkey that did it for you wasn't it i don't know it. so yeah. my 
I married into a giant Italian family. Like you walk into a party, right? Like you got guys in suits and half unbuttoned white. The mafia. Like the mafia, so right? Awesome. Like, yeah. like in my in-laws, they made four turkeys on Thanksgiving for like 40 years. We had oh two different oven roasted turkeys and two different smoked turkeys. And then they make wow. everyone vote on it. You're like, oh my right, gosh. Who's, who's losing their toe tonight? Like, who's, yeah, it's who's, a competitive who's getting and, the raw deal yeah. here? Yeah. Wow. And it, like every turkey every year is better and better and better. My father-in-law has won like small awards for like chili oh cook-offs and stuff. Yeah. Like absolutely like some of the most incredible culinary art school from people that weren't trained in culinary arts like the food awesome. yeah. absolutely well unreal. lucky you dude yeah Seriously. so I'm, I'm very blessed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Luckily. Back to food. Loves that. <laughs> <laughs> love food i'm sorry yeah, yeah there it is there's the closer yeah you, you need food to survive like you might as well be a food you might as well have good food yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. so what about you deacon did you pull up your uh your list what what are some podcasts you get down with yeah man i i probably subscribe to like honestly probably 30 plus podcasts i don't listen wow. to 30 per week right like but it'll just be then that's where title and all that stuff kind of comes into play sure. and yeah. then you have your regulars but yeah man like i listen to btl i like matt a lot we're mm-hmm. good friends um so btl for sure um as far as the fishing podcasts go i listen to a lot of jody white stuff with with um major league fishing generally mm-hmm. if it's on something like i was just at the Toyota series championship so i wanted to hear how the winner caught him right there yeah. uh so so that kind of a thing um i have some some businessy real estate podcasts that i listen to for sure um okay. that i really like and and uh i guess the one would be either like the bigger pockets podcast or on the market those are two uh more in that space and then a bunch of hunting podcasts man um you know the meat eater stuff for sure i just started listening to the go hunt guys they've got their podcast is called big hunt guys um and then another one i really like i don't know if you guys followed all like a, a randy newberg on youtube and and mm-hmm. that guy but yeah he right now a show i just listened to that i like want to post on social media about is is kind of on the hunting side of of this growing concern especially in these western states just around like the uh you know some of these anti-hunting groups versus hunting groups right. but, like his message with it all was much more like and this is through interviewing people like we need to be targeting kind of the silent majority right like the middle grounds like our world right now is so polarized and it's like you right. versus them and and so kind of like we need to figure out a way to kind of come through this. so anyways some of that stuff's been interesting to me for sure okay. lately. and i've just thought about more and more of like how and we've talked about too of, of how we can give back with our platform and, and figure out ways yeah. to help conservation and, and all that kind of stuff yeah i love that um so if you listen to 30 plus do you have any weird ones like i used to listen to sasquatch chronicles even though i don't believe in sasquatches but it was really <laughs> funny do you, do you have anything like that dude i don't and i'm looking through like honestly no mostly for me podcasting is like educational uh i would say for the most oh, it was educational (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of education going around yeah yeah uh, my favorite part was the the intro to that show it was like a bunch of chopped up like interviews the people and the one was like he looked at me and all i knew was in his eyes was hatred or something (laughs) oh my gosh this can't be real oh this can't be real 
Yeah. Oh, I got I got one more. About them. Yeah, yeah, Keegan's yeah. a big murder mystery fan. Yeah, I don't like well, the most pop like right now. It the, is yeah. the one that I yeah. don't listen to unless we're on road trips. But this started with with my tournament partner from Colorado, Turner. Okay. Was, it started with with him, and then I've uh, Kenzie and I, my girlfriend, do it too. We just road trips to Colorado for Thanksgiving and back. But like, uh, how we survived, and that's that's on one of the major podcast networks that's on yeah, uh, everybody talks about that podcast mm. yeah who that the one that amazon owns there's like 130 podcasts on it but yeah yep. um wondry wondry is what who they are but that podcast how we survived or how whatever it is it's like man it is some cool stories it's like five yeah. or six episodes perfect for a road trip to just hear yeah. about some natural disasters yeah happened big fan yeah. Yeah, 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 and everybody, yeah, everybody does do like those murder. Whatever. We were talking to Gussie, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, you guys have to check out yeah. this podcast," and you guys are messaging about it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so Canadian funny. true crime. I just got done listening to the uh, the Mad Trapper oh. and the beat the Beetle Bandit. Wow, and these sounded. These were very good. Podcasts. They're actually pretty dope. But yeah. <laughs> they were, they were like, I like her voice. <laughs> well, the side of nice. Like, there's no mean Canadians, right? So there's okay. got to be well, nice inside of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, this dude was killing people. But Turns yeah, out dude, dude nice. was shooting his family with a crossbow. So that's not oh, super nice. But, oh, um, that sounds pretty Canadian. I don't know. Is Tim Hortons in his hand, bud? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, threw, uh, he threw a toonie at him when he was done shooting. Oh All right. What about you, baby? You, what, what podcast do you get down with the get down? Uh, I mean, I, I, I binge the the usual fish and stuff. Uh, usually when I'm like driving to the ramp or something like that, you know, um, we're, we're, we, one thing we love about this is we get to connect with a lot of people in the same space. So like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one of my best friends, I mean, he even married me. Uh, Alex Rudd has a great show where he talks about everything on oh, the moon. You cool. want to talk about rabbit holes. That's his <laughs> show is foundation. It's Sasquatch. Okay. And Sasquatch, big Sasquatch. <laughs> um, <laughs> our boy uh, Andrew Hayes at Tackle Talk, he's a great yep. one. Mercer runs a great show, BTL. Um, but when I'm on like long road trips or working, and I need some, uh, if it wasn't for fishing, sports, there's like sports is my number one too. Very close, mm. big hockey, lacrosse, football guy growing up. Okay, um, big Pat McAfee, spit and chicklets guy. Yeah. Um, but I also love Theo Vaughn, and yeah, he's really funny. Joe Rogan. I've kind of like been selective with Joe Rogan lately, but like when he has comedians on, like my favorite now is he has Shane Gillis on a bunch of time. And I, yeah. I just love that guy's hilarious. Humor, dude. I just, yeah. uh, those two, when you just need to like forget about everything. Just, like, yeah. 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 Did That's you see the, uh, did you see the video with, uh, Theo Vaughn, um, turkey hunting with Waddell? No, what? No, that's it exists. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> funny. Hey, so, I like so, I legit watched that today. Wow. Dude, it's so Caleb, funny. Him like, and that Caleb Presley are, t- are on Theo's podcast talking yeah, about Yeah, Caleb it. Presley, Man. the no. dude from whatever the Sundays or whatever oh, where he people. So he like he like takes it seriously and Theo Vaughn couldn't give a crap less the entire time they're hunting. Like there's not a serious like and they're like you're not going to shoot something. He's like, "Well, you know, what? Like he doesn't give a crap. Like it's super yeah, you got to look it up. It's really funny. <laughs> I will look and, it up. That's awesome. And Waddell is yeah, funny, but he's He's also like a, like a stone cold killer. Like he's a legit hunter. You know what I'm saying? So he's yeah. trying to get them to hunt yeah. turkeys. Theo Vaughn doesn't care. Presley's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> I will say one that uh, I absolutely love. And I've watched like the minute it's out now. Uh, my wife's on it too. Is new heights with the Kelsey brothers. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely love that one. If you're no even way. if you're not a sports nut, it's a great one to watch. Yeah, yeah it's for good, sure. and their their camaraderie is really good. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, 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 and you get to then the more you get to see Jason Kelsey's eyebrows, I figure you know that's that's the better. <laughs> hey, he was named uh, sexiest man alive. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, not watch. <laughs> yeah, sexy is very subjective, my friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm biased though. I'm biased. I'm an Eagles yeah. fan. I've been a Kelsey fan forever. But yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I I think uh, certain people are cool, but that doesn't mean I'm like you know thinking they're the sexiest dude, you know. But um, uh, she anyhow, their own. Yeah, respect for respects too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> where, where are we right now? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> you know what sucks though? It's your average you know what sucks is you guys are way too nice. So like, I literally have here on my show notes a question i'm gonna read it and you guys are too nice and i said do y'all have any turf wars or gang wars with anyone like are you getting ready to fight tackle talk and jump matt pangrack no <laughs> no so it turns out you're not i was hoping you could like you know give me like some you know whatever be like yeah dude yeah, this Uncle frank is a hack and like you know i don't know whatever, whatever what's another good fishing podcast like how you guys don't like them or something but dang no we uh i mean there's some people obviously in the industry that are known to not embrace any positivity whatsoever. And we just do yeah. clear of all that. Yeah, and, you know, it's just not worth the time. No, and we have no some way. really good connections with a lot of people that we consider great friends. I mean, Alex Rudd is a dude I met through fishing and he literally married my wife and I. So it's kind of like yeah. kind of a testament to that. But I, yeah. I mean, I can't speak for whatever DMs Andy or Deacon are in, but I'd say we right. uh, we're in, in good friendship <laughs> with many people. I think we're all yeah. in the same place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I wasn't serious at all. Okay. I, at all. Yeah, yeah, I love that vibe for sure. I was just thinking the other day, you know who should absolutely start a podcast but never will is Tommy Biffle. I feel like that would probably be the funniest <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Man, like, just the stories and his I would voice. just love the stories. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. It's like, yeah, just my, talk about I own the water from that point to that point. Exactly. Yeah, you call it, call it like inner thighs with Tommy Biffle, them little baby shorts yeah. you be wearing. Yeah, Biffle bugs only. I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, he, somebody, somebody should just get him on as like a, like a Biffle story Gosh. time segment. Like that's, oh my God. that's where it Except should he go. has like, beef with everyone. So you'd have to find like one person that, you know, like whatever that gets along with him. And <laughs> hey, we don't know him. You guys should get him on. You guys should get him on. Did you ever hear that? Uh, he does it halfway all the time. But when Mike Iconelli does his Biffle impersonation, the only thing he says is, you're making it hard for me. Come on, you're getting too close. You're making it hard for me. Like It's, <laughs> like it's the worst <laughs> impersonation, and yet somehow it's so funny. Because he just, yeah, he just comes in on pad and eight inches of water just screaming at you. Uh, like, one of my favorite like shorts like on the old Bassmaster videos is when yeah. they like do that talk with Mercer would ask him like impersonate angler right like, all like oh, yeah. impersonated Biffle, Biffle and it was hilarious. Yeah. That's where the kid is yeah. like it's from there to there and it's like a half mile stretch. And if you come in, I'll cut you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, I think so it was Keith Boucher that was like, I'll cut you. I'll yeah. cut you. <laughs> yeah, there's so many stories of him like just rolling up on people. Like, that's my point. And they're like, dude, you're a mile down the bank it's like yeah but i'm working this way <laughs> yeah that'd be a good that, that's what it would be called i'll cut you with tommy biffle <laughs> that's a good podcast right there boy um so let's let's talk about something serious you guys um you want to take a couple of minutes and talk bad about forward facing sonar <laughs> i'm just I'm totally, just kidding i'm totally kidding i don't want to talk about forward facing sonar i'm completely kidding i'm so sick of hearing everybody cry about that crap um i love my live scope I don't care. I think it's dope. I think it's like everything else. It's a tool. I don't want to talk bad about it. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's we awesome. share the same opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right on. Case closed. All right, Next. deal. Shut uh, the book. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what is each of y'all's like favorite way to fish? Yeah, like that's a good like Ooh, technique or. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, just what's or a fun whatever, way to fish? Doesn't even have to be bass. Whatever. What's a fun way to fish for you? If you could go out and smoke them, what would, you know? You could pick the way you do it. How would you do it? It's hard, man. Mostly because I just like catching them anyway they're biting yeah. um, yes i understand <laughs> what's what's the first lure you're throwing to find out if they're biting there you go oh that's Speaking. a good one big glide bait it's a great way to find fish um, it is a great search tool gosh people don't use that enough as a search tool no it's a fantastic search tool it even here in Wisconsin. yeah um okay i'm gonna say my favorite way like if you're like hey this is What's your number one? Like for me, it is hard to beat frogging. I think that's an that's mm. an obvious one. It's fro- I mean, you guys are in the mecca of it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Crossing, that yeah. Is punching man, like punching to me is okay. just a freaking blast. Like yeah. especially the delta where it's just like you never know if it's a giant uh, under the be under there. Like yeah. it could be a legitimately eleven incher or an eleven pounder. Like right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's be cool. at any time. But yeah. um, yeah, something shallow is probably like as far as like my favorite goes is top water and something like that. I mean, don't get okay. me wrong, we'll go out and fish deep and love doing that too. But if it's like you can catch them anyway, that okay. One more. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. and this is controversial probably, but I really like bed fishing. Like if there's okay. thing that like I like looking at them, I like pissing them off. Uh, yeah. And to me, like that's a game that I really enjoy, and that's definitely controversial. But like big, large mouth on a bed, like I'm gonna figure out how to catch that thing, and yeah. it will be legal. I, I did, be- I did, I did a good amount of that this year, and I wouldn't call it so much bed fishing, but definitely sight fishing. Uh-huh. Seeing them and throwing at them, man, it is, it is a blast Something in the shower. Totally. There's a couple backwaters that I got into this year that were just gin clear, and you could just see them swimming around and just oh, throwing exciting. up at them, and yeah, watch them just <laughs> just chase over and just yeah. murder it yeah mm-hmm. it is crazy fun so okay real quick follow-up question uh adam what what's your what's your favorite i know there's twelve thousand, but what's a frog that you really like throwing man i'm i'm pretty consistent uh there are 12 million frogs and i've gone all the way into the you know jdm side and use some of those frogs too but man I, i'm i'm a spro guy Fairly okay. through and through, like a spare, a spro popping frog or a walking okay. frog. Uh, yeah. Something that I think gets bites in super pressured situations is downsizing a frog. You, yeah. you can't cast as far, but like especially when shatter really small, like a little strike king frog or. I was going to ask if size frog, matters with that for you. Small. Yeah. I think it can if the bait size, like you throw a white frog around shad. Like I think that yeah. small little frog, for whatever reason, gets more bites sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> shut up shut up shut up don't share that dude what's that one i always talk about it um i should my the boat's right there it's that it's that little jackal frog uh the one i use is like black and purple katana right yeah yeah that's right yeah it's that's compact as all get out it does not work for anything in thick moss but if you get it a little bit open next to a lay down that sucker yeah. gets inhaled yeah that's a dope little frog fishing's hard to beat yeah all right. What about you, other fellers? All right. So, as a smallmouth guide, 
my least favorite way to catch fish is a drop shot. Ninety percent of the time of the year. Yeah. So like if my preferred way to stick. fish is a big stick. Yeah, I love flipping grass and just okay. literally hitting fish with like everything I can. But yeah. if I could have a close second and um I got to share the boat with Wes Logan last year and I took him oh. on a smallmouth adventure throwing top water. Mm. on the great lakes fish that come up and eat on the surface which is really rare that's probably one of my absolute favorite bites and i have it relatively dialed to like the perfect conditions when to go and make them bite and when you get one to go it's always like four pounds plus and it's one of the most insane bites you can ever get but it's like a 15 minute window that they'll bite it and then half the times they just show themselves. But that's uh, probably one of my favorite like things to do is catch yeah. a five pound plus smallmouth on like a big spook. Yeah, I was gonna say you're talking about like walking bait or yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, it's a spook or um but the original reaction innovations vixen, like something yeah. along something that you nervous throwing that though, boy. You can't right, be nervous. Yeah. If you're not throwing it, you're not catching them. So. I know, but those go for moolah now. That's like losing a hundred dollars if it gets bit off. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I only have one left, so yeah, it is yeah. What it is, but same yeah. way the glide yeah. bait, right? Like, if you true. love glide bait fishing, are you gonna throw the fifty dollar one that doesn't have good action, or are you gonna throw the four hundred dollar one that works great? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, I uh, broke the woman on a small or not on a, on a cheap glide bait this year. I mean, yeah. roped them, but it just got. Just was the right profile at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the Hinkle shaft yeah. in like an ultralight. Just just live by the seat of your pants, you know. Hope for the best. <laughs> Eight pounds yeah, test. Two ounces. Yeah, yeah. Just five ounce baby. Right. Yeah, let it rip, dude. Have a time. Yeah. <laughs> by the by the way, uh Wes Logan seems like an awesome dude. He seems like yeah. super cool, like down to earth mm-hmm. cat. So yeah, that, yeah that's like pretty vibe. cool. Yeah, for sure. People. He's one of the real ones, man. Yeah, no doubt. I should get him on here. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So what about you, Bailey? What's a, what's a way that if you could go out and make a deal with the Lord and say, Hey, I want to catch him this way. He goes, okay, what is it? <laughs> it's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely say the the glide is a hell of a lot of fun, it um, is. Mm-hmm. but I guess just to be a little bit different, I love deep cranking, mm-hmm. just absolutely ripping something. Such a fun bite. And it then is. just on the rod getting ripped out of your hand. Exactly. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, I always forget about the crankbait bite until it like, until it's on. Yeah. Like and I'm like, oh, this is my favorite way to catch him. When <laughs> when Andy and I are on a bite, like we New York here is special. You guys know in the north. In the spring, it's just stupid. Yeah. As long as you got a hook, you're gonna catch something. We, you know, people call it KVD season up here. And it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> you can throw anything when it's it's so funny though, because like when they're locked on something and I'm catching them, I'm just gonna keep throwing that. Where Andy's yeah. like Ooh, I caught him on this. I'm going to pick up this rod and I'm going to catch him on this. It's like a bomb went off of the boat. There will be like four yeah, stacks of rods. rods. And like, yeah. No, there'll be like 20 rods on each side of my deck. <laughs> yes. And then in the back, like yeah. my rod locker will be empty and where Bailey's yeah. sitting in the co-pilot seat, there'll be like 20 more rods. Because yeah. yeah. we're just, I'm trying literally everything. I'm like, ooh, can I use your rod real fast because that looks cool like oh i don't like that and i pick up another rod oh my gosh yeah. and then he does you. you like the radio and slaps your hand away like Stop. Yeah. enough yeah. Yeah. it's great for me because i get to just fish and he's just back there and just making a mess yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so lola's bailey and i'm yeah. andy yeah. yeah yeah no he's so. saying i'm making the mess but it's really bailey's rods that are everywhere all right okay. 
That's perfect. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, right on. Yeah, because he is the overpacked kayak angler who comes yeah. on the boat and breaks his entire basement. Yeah, because he can. Yeah, because yeah. he, he <laughs> spread <laughs> out one. So he's like, oh, daddy. Yeah. He's like, do you care how many I bring? I'm like, absolutely not. Bring them all. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, have you guys, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suspect you have, but have you ever heard of fish 30 acre swim baits? No. No. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a homie of ours who he lives in Georgia. Now he used to live in this teeny little town called Alito, Illinois, and he makes some of the nastiest realistic looking, um, big swim baits. He went to like a school for like, um, taxidermy. And so he like, those look great. Oh yeah. He like, he's on them. What'd you say? Tearing at my heartstrings. He puts BKK hooks on this thing. Yeah, he does now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was just like looking around to see if I could find. Yeah, one, we have a bunch in a box, but yeah, yeah. Nate has one there. That's oh, yeah. an old yeah. one, like a like a this bluegill is a super one. Super old bluegill one that he did. That's like a wake bait. How but, realistic that is. But yeah, yeah. his his Insane. color finishes are just next level. And How's um, the accent? yeah, uh, well, depending on the the one, like the one that I throw a lot is called the. He has a couple different shad ones, but he has a money shad one that I think it's like six or seven years old. I used to make all his like promo videos for him. And then he would just give me baits as like, that's how we would work out the deal, you know, but his, his lures are a couple hundred bucks. So then, you know, to get them free for a video, I was like dope. And, uh, yeah, I use those a lot as like search baits. And I was just wondering if y'all had heard of them because they're, they're legitimately art and most people don't know about them. So they look great. Yeah. They're really, really solid. They're costing me 150 bucks right now. Yeah, dude, they're they're super dope. Yes, and then like like a lot of good, you know, wide swinging uh, glide baits are like that one where if you hit that right action on the handle, you can make it turn around, you know, make it completely spin back, and then give it a little bit of a pull, and it'll straighten back out, like kind of like like it's trying to get away from something. I've caught everything from bass to pike to muskie to all kind of stuff on them. They're 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 pretty legit for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think the I think the one's called like the X Glide or Glide X or something oh. like that. That one really, that one really, really uh, does the side to side. You know, the S wave and mm-hmm. you know swim action. It it yeah, it, it works. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at that video of it right now. It's a nice little wide glide. You probably, it looks like you could chop it too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They got a, he has. If a I buy it on the show, it. can I like expense it to the show? Is that <laughs> how this works? <laughs> You talking to hey, Deacon or, or yeah, business guy. That sounds good. That sounds like business from the bass boat for me. I mean, that, <laughs> that just makes that just makes good sense. Well, hey, we'll let you guys go in just a quick sec. Um, let me ask you this though. Um, in your opinion, and I know you know we ask this of, of a lot of people, but in your opinion, what's the difference between like a good angler and and it doesn't even have to be like a weekend guy to a pro, but even, you know, like the, there's always those dudes who like they show up to a ramp, even just like in a local club and you're like, son of a gun, you know, like, like I don't back down, like I'll fish against whoever, but when they show up, it's like, all right, well, I'm fishing against him. Um, right. What's the difference between like a good angler and a daggum stick angler? Ooh, that's a great question. I've, it's tough. I think a good angler has a lot of it figured out, but is stuck in their ways where a great angler is mm. willing to learn and be open-minded. Mm. Get to I'm, I'm, like, I'm like right on the same path. as you. I'm saying mindset and time on the water. Like yeah. if somebody has like, if they pull up to an, the boat ramp and they got some moxie, but like, they're like, 
quiet about it. Like, yeah. Dagger. Not like Andrew at every boat ramp. Okay. So listen, <laughs> it's, it's kind of productive, right? Like I'm coming in. I'm that guy that's like, I'm on nothing. I'm having the time of my life. I don't care. And I'm loose and I'm having fun. And, and he I'm pulls like, in and it's, hey, you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, gosh. Yeah, mind somebody. I want yeah. to mess with everyone's mind that I can't go in. Like, I want the most nasty weather conditions there can be. Yeah. I want everyone to be thinking about, like, I want tough, sunny, calm, or I want it blowing 45 and windy, and I'm the same way yeah. every time. Yeah, like, yeah. I roll I up, that. music's blaring, I'm laughing, I'm talking to everybody, because they're like, oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. That's who he is. Just going That's fishing. Special. Yeah. Are you are you are you intentionally a sandbagger, Andy? Like, do you do you? Say, oh, I'm not on anything. Oh, I caught like two in practice. Are you that dude? Are you are you Greg Hackney? Oh no, I'm I'm like I'm catching <laughs> them in practice, and then I'll either suck or I catch them in the tournament. So okay, yeah. but I mean, will you tell people though? You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody asks, like, "How was your practice?" I'll, or you're I'll like, tell I'll tell certain people. <laughs> He's like, yes. oh, he tells people. I'll tell tell everybody. Certain. I tell <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. What do yeah, you I, I, I'm in the same, uh, I hate to just piggyback off that, but like, I'm thinking of like, you're saying like the people who are just, I mean, hammers, like every time mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, here we go. Like this, this guy's got it. Like, and whatever reason, like you spend a little bit of time around him or in the boat and you're just like, man, he's just got it. Like I, I yeah. it's crazy. But I think a, a lot of that is, is keeping a super open mind. Like those guys that don't miss, I mean, the guys that are super consistent that win any of the year titles, like, you know, you could have had the best day one in the tournament out there and you went out and you busted 20 pounds and day two, it's falling apart. And those guys yeah. still figure out a way to go catch yeah. 12 or 15 pounds to keep mm-hmm. themselves in the game. Like just keeping a super open mind to me is probably the biggest difference I think. And yeah, being willing to completely change everything on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah. Cause it's never, it's never the same like minute to minute, day to day, hour to hour. Things just, they just shift like crazy. Like, like you'll hear people say at the ramp, like, I don't know, man, yesterday in practice, I caught him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's cause it was yesterday. You know, like you gotta be gymnast mentality. Like you gotta be super flexible and kind of like make the best of it in that moment. And I, I'm sure right now, as we're talking, anybody listening to this is thinking of like these dudes in their club, like, Oh yeah, yeah there's this guy and there's this dude. Like I'm sure Nate knows of dudes in his club in Iowa. You guys yeah. know clubs or guys in your clubs where you're at. I'm thinking the dudes here in Wisconsin. Um, there's one uh, guy specifically, this guy named Lonnie, who's just the coolest dude. But he's got that, like you were saying, sort of that quiet, confidence and like when he comes to the way in and you like look at his bag and i'm like i hope that's water that's making him kind of tip sideways while he's walking up to the line <laughs> you know like they just got it and yeah, yeah every, everybody's got that dude now he's just wonder like is it is it time on the water like are they that good here or are they that good if you plop them on biwa like are they just that good of an angler that they just figure it out like they put the pieces together they're like a you know like i saw a video once of a kid juggling a rubik's cube like three of them and like solving them while I he's juggling that. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm the dumbest man alive. You know, like this dude's juggling three Rubik's cubes. Yeah, get there. I'll never get yeah, there. Like, like, are these dudes like that? Like they just put it together faster than I do or you know what I'm saying? Like, it, are they just naturally that talented or is it time on the water? Is it, con- I don't know. Both? I yeah. Know. I think there's a lot of it behind what makes a really great angler. Uh, and again, this is all speculation, but um, I think a lot of it's curiosity. Like if mm-hmm. you go out and you find a really good bite, you know, there's, there's people that just enjoy the sport of catching. So they'll keep going and, and catching where someone can come back and they, 
they catch fish like that. Like, I wonder what it's like during this condition, or I wonder what it's like. They like dissect it. Yeah. Yeah. They want to see it at its worst and they want to see it at its best so they can see different situations and then learn from that. That way mm. they can take it on a different scenarios. But yeah, so I, I think if you, you're not curious anymore, you're not learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Everyone can catch them when it's a slug fest, right? Like, right. It's the days that where it mentally tests you. Yeah. Those are the days that you learn the most. Yeah. Like, and I hate going out and not catching anything, but I I hate to say, it, but the days that you don't catch Jack are the days you learn the most. Yeah. So sure. for most of the time, because a lot of times you're going to get bit on those days you don't catch Jack, and you either didn't feel it. Or two, you're just slightly off on something, and then you can mm-hmm. go back. Like I love going back to that same lake that I sucked on to try and refigure it out and do yeah. either the same thing. Is it a presentation? Is it an angle? Or am I fishing too shallow or too deep? Or is it just conditions? Like, and that's the puzzle that we continue to chase. Like, yeah. What can we do to become better? Yeah. 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 Well put, dude. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's exactly. That's exactly it. Um, couple more and then, and then we're going to get out of here. Speaking of going to a derby and I feel like we already know the answer from Andrew, but, um, you're headed to a big derby. It's, I don't know what time y'all, I like to get to derbies early. I hate waiting in the, in the, the, the load in line. I'd rather just drop in and sit out in the, sit on the water. And I'm, like, I'm like, we're rolling out at seven and I'm boat 190. I will be here at seven. <laughs> All right, like, I don't need to be there early. I don't get there. <laughs> yeah, I like to get there early. But... I hate it. Like, yeah, I, mean, I like whatever, to get there yeah. early. Talk with everybody. Yeah. See where everyone's mentally at. Like, yeah, I like to. I like to troll over to people's boats that are on like spot lock and just kind of peer onto the front deck. Oh, like, hey, how are you doing, Lonnie? Oh, okay. Cats. All right, hey, sweet beaver. Okay, sweet. Mm. Uh, not really. <laughs> um, creep. Oh, biffle bug. Okay, I see those short shorts. Um, but okay, so you're heading to uh, you're heading to a derby early in the morning, and you're like trying to get hyped up. What are you listening to? Oh man, good question. I, oh, Andy's T Swifting. No, not T Swift. <laughs> no, literally, like it's like <laughs> it, it's either going to be like like be specific. Name a band. Name a song. Name a something. Oh man, that's tough because it all depends on the flavor of the day. Like, yeah. And I don't really have a preset thing. Like sometimes it's like whatever that new song is that's like in my head. Like I'll play it on repeat, or like if I'm if I feel like I might actually crack them, like it'll be like Metallica or some type of metal band, yeah. or like yeah, yeah. if I really don't know what the heck's gonna go on, I'm just gonna play like all kinds of like sing along, have fun, like hip-hop rap songs like yeah. it just depends on the day and whatever yeah. comes on the on the shuffle mix and if i skip yeah. it or not so like if <laughs> moana comes on you let it rip oh definitely letting it rip always you're welcome like, <laughs> i was always. just gonna say you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> always like there, yeah. there are certain songs that don't get skipped and that's probably and that's one. that's one <laughs> yeah. i'm not a i am a moana guy like but definitely a you're welcome it is good. Like, it is yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I uh, I used to be a music guy. Um, <clears throat> the past few years, I'm not. Um, when it comes to tournament mornings, anyways, I usually don't listen to music. Okay. Uh, I'm usually putting on a podcast, and because I, 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 my biggest idol when it comes to a fishing standpoint is Brandon Polinick, and he looks at the mental side. I think better than anybody oh, else in does, the game. Yeah. yeah. And what I was looking at, I was looking into some whole psychology of it, like 
if I listen to a podcast that it gets my brain moving, I'll make decisions faster and better. Where if I'm listening to music, getting hyped up, I sometimes let, you know, as an uh, athlete growing up, I let my emotions get the best of me. Whereas sure. like if I do that from decision-making, I might get too much adrenaline going and mess something up where yeah. the podcast settles me down, allows my brain to start functioning at an early hour where um, music would get me <laughs> probably all fired up at the wrong yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. If I had to pick something, I'd say like when I go to the ramp sometimes, like practicing or fun fishing, it's a whiskey Myers or okay. Ryan Bingham or something like that. You are okay. the frog man. <laughs> Do you love me some bluegrass? Yeah, that's cool. I can dig that for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, I never. I mean, that, I think that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I. I do think there's something to be said for like getting yourself going in the morning. Are you a coffee guy? Are you a, what, what wakes you up? What, what, what gets you moving? Energy drink. I don't trust coffee in a kayak miles away from a ramp. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's a, that's a valid point. Yeah. I got I a bottle. Man. I, I yeah, can't I do energy drinks personally. I get, I get way too shaky and jittery. I've so never I'm, had an energy drink. Is. Cause I think I would actually die. Coffee. Hey, yeah. I'm all you coffee. Know. Someone told me this the other day, but I mean, a re- a regular sized Red Bull is yeah. still has eighty milligrams of caffeine. It's the same as a cup of coffee. Hmm. Red. But I feel like the way that it's delivered. I don't know. Maybe it's. I more agree. It makes me shaky. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm a coffee guy too. Okay. What What think- about music for you, Adam? Yeah, man. I you know I I feel like I listen to music. Um, I I used to always listen to music going to the ramp. I don't. Mm. I'm not as advanced as Bailey in the approach of listening to something that's going to get my headspace right. Yeah. That's smart. For whatever reason lately I've like, I've, uh, you know, there's times where I will listen to like a lot of times for me, it's like eighties, like REO Speedwagon or something. Okay. Yeah. Going to the ramp jamming. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, just it, the dust it, in the wind, a little Kansas in there. And there what, yeah. What's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, <laughs> What's that? That movie with Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, where he rolls up listening to that stroke. But don't. Exactly, that's me. Sit on his second gen Camaro hood. That's you rolling up. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. That it is inspired. stroke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so that for sure, or I'll, it'll be a podcast. But uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that uh, just got me thinking more on your your what makes a great angler, but that intuition, man, is just wild to me how much it plays. Yeah. I think you'd like start to start to grow as an angler. And like, there's been a couple of times this year specifically where it's just like, it's been years to compile this, but it's like, I didn't catch one there in practice, but I was like, man, there's one here. Like I, yeah. it, this feels right to me. Mm-hmm. And then you go back there tournament day and catch a couple or catch a big keeper or whatever it is. It's like that stuff, I think just, just is time on the water. But I think that there is a natural level to everything and i think everyone can grow and that shouldn't keep people away from it but there is some like there's some guys where you just get in the boat and you're like oh boy like he really really has it yeah yeah and there's got to be what's i don't know what the balance is or what the mix is or what the amalgam is like bailey was saying um brandon is like russell crowe in a beautiful mind you know he's just cross analyzing and like interpreting all this data at once. And I mean, he'll even talk about it. That's kind of how he analyzes fishing. And then other people are very like, not see to your pants, but very like go with their gut, go with their intuition. There's, you know, and, and I think where those two sort of confluence, I think that's where like the best angler lies. Like when you can be analytical, you can be intelligent, you can interpret the things you're seeing, like that cool little color selector thing back in the day where you like put the pH thing in the water and it tells you like what color of, 
worm to throw. Uh, when your brain can be like that mixed with trusting your instincts, that's where you really get dirty. You know, that's where you really get dangerous on the water. And that's when you win, like what Andrew was saying, that's when you win the grinders, not the, the slug fest where everybody's bringing in 20, but where you win the tournament by bringing in nine and a half or whatever, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, like, when, when you know an angler has it is when they make a cast with a certain bait and they literally set it down the next cast because it's not it. Mm. And then they pick up that next bait and they catch one. Yeah. Because it's intuitive, right? Like, yep. like yeah, yep. it just Instinct. doesn't feel right in your flow and yep. right. And I think that's like one of the more dangerous traits that an angler can have is just knowing when to put something down and pick something up and getting bit that next cast. Dang. Mm. That's good, dude. Yeah. That's really good. Um, okay. So last one. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you guys out of here in case somebody's living under a rock. In case somebody has not, uh, gotten hip to the serious angler, uh, yeah. empire. Um, how do people find you? Uh, social website, your turbs. Um, how, how do they get a hold of you? Turbs. <laughs> your turbs. A lot of people living under rocks these days. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can find us anywhere. Um, you know, from the four different shows, it's on any MP3 that you listen to that has a podcast from Apple, Spotify to, Amazon to whatever you you access your MP3 from. Uh, obviously, we're on YouTube, Serious Angler Network, and then we try to be on every social media platform possible for yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. Serious Angler. Anyway, yeah. Are you guys on TikTok, like doing dances and stuff? Yeah. Uh, not Wait. dancing. At least Andy doesn't know that there's videos of him dancing. But okay, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's videos of me randomly singing on GoPro. Like you, nice. okay? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Goes through my brain on a daily basis, and I think that's why back that's why Bailey can stand me for about this long, like because it's just a wild ride. That's awesome. I love it. Well, on that note, yeah, yeah, on that note, I mean, Nate, you got anything else you want to throw in? Lola, you got anything else you want to throw in? We are so thankful to have yeah, you guys, man. So two fun. hours, whatever. Thanks super, super us. appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We uh, we really appreciate it. Had fun, uh, and uh, enjoyed all the uh, all the info you guys threw at us. I appreciate yeah, it. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, super fun. Yeah, it was a combination of fun. And I feel like we really learned a lot from informative. You. Yeah, yeah. You guys are, you guys are awesome folks. We, we wish nothing but the best for you guys moving forward. And uh, thank you so much for being on our little podcast. We appreciate you. Thanks to our new besties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anytime. <laughs> anytime. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Seriously. All right, guys, we appreciate you. We're going to kick you out of here and then we're going to close up shop. So thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you. One thank you. going to be awkward. Have a good one. Bye. Later, guys. There we go. <laughs> Man, so that was dope, yeah. dude. Like, I was really hoping, like, with with three different dudes, you know, whatever, plus us three, that it was going to be a cool dynamic. What a couple of, you know, what a, what a few cool dudes. That was so fun. What a, what a few, like, just authentic dudes who are, like, authentically themselves, intelligent, yeah. articulate. I mean, honestly, like, what better kind of ingredient or recipe is there for a podcast somebody who is authentic articulate um passionate about what they're talking about yeah i mean that's just a good that's just a good combo what'd you think nate yeah it was great those guys are all they're all so so well-rounded and uh kind of each of them bring their own i was just um, gonna say that yeah their their own specific uh you know part to to the show and and yeah yeah, that they do an awesome job and yeah, it was uh, it was fun having them on. Learned yeah. learned a lot for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's like and, a big. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, and I think I don't know how awesome it would be to catch a steelhead on the fly. Like that just, yeah, that just sounds so cool. Like that, I think that, would, yeah. that would be a blast. Yeah. 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 I hope, I hope, uh, I hope I didn't like offend Andy when I said like, you're not arrogant enough to be a fly fisherman. <laughs> right. uh, no, that's just like this certain like, pretty perfect. It is, yeah, that's yeah. like a certain vibe around fly fishermen. You know, it's like, uh, like the, like the vegan of fishing. Yeah. Like the vegan of fishing, like everything <laughs> yeah. is like smarter and everything is a little more like homegrown and everything's a little more, Oh, well you do it that way. Well, I actually use this weight of line. It's like, like the CrossFit. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's like, cross, it's, like, it's like that. It's like that CrossFit joke. Like how do you know somebody does CrossFit? Cause they'll tell you, yeah. you know, like, yeah, exactly. oh, you fish? Well, I'm a fly fisherman. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for me, that'd be a double entendre, you know, because I'm rocking Jordans out on the boat. So I'm like a fly, fly, fly oh. fisherman. That was stupid. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I hope my kids don't hear that. They'd be so embarrassed. They would. Me They'd say be like, stupid like that. So anywho, uh, as we say goodbye, real quick, got to show uh, much love to our our sponsors, um, Gill Tech Jigs, um, and not even just jigs. I don't know why I keep on saying jigs. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get these close enough to where you can see them. We have like some of the stuff here, like the Northern Swim Jig. If you throw a swim jig, um, yeah, will you? This one is the Jam. It has a card. Vanna white them things. It has the floral carbon weed guard. So it's the, yeah, it's the phone, not the, not the computer. Um, so the, it comes through water straight, really, no matter how fast you reel it. And then the clear weed guard is awesome for gin clear water. Like what we run into, oh, you got more, oh like we run into in Wisconsin. Um, those are only available at hookandarrowsupply.com. Also the heavy cover, um, that jig say, <clears throat> saved like Uh-oh. three tournaments for me i'm getting choked up it's just such Uh-oh. a beautiful jig <laughs> a little old jig is so pretty um that one's called mud lime and uh that one saved me tournaments this year we're like uh, things completely changed like we were talking about completely changed from um pre-fishing to actually fishing the tournament and it was just like all right well i'm just gonna cover water and throw a swim jig and then ended up with a full bag just from throwing that jig just over and over and over on like weed edges like basic bass fishing 101 and then there's this one. Um, this is a pretty unique one, I think. It's called the Giltech. Um, what does it even say on there? But basically, it's a tube head jig that has yeah. um, marabou feather built into it. Marabou tube head. Yeah. So show that to the to the camera. What happens oh, with that nice. bad boy? Very nice. Yeah, they're so sick. You throw that on a tube, and then when it's not really moving much, that fe- that marabou feather just kind of moves just real subtle. So if you're fishing like a real, like a tough bite, um, that's not really, at least I haven't used it that way. It's not really for like cracking a tube or fishing it a stupid tube way. It's like a regular tube presentation. But when the bike gets really tough and you're barely moving it, that thing will just get whacked when nothing else will get hit. Cracking a tube? Yep. Cracking a tube is. I feel like I should know this and maybe I do. <laughs> It's just, a yeah, I don't know what just happened. Uh, it's just like a more aggressive way of fishing a tube. So instead of just kind of like popping it, you're cracking it. I mean, you're, you're letting it rip or letting it Is fall it like down. Frog stuck in, so like, in, yes. So like, I was just talking to Steve Jonas, the musky guy and he fishes red October tubes for musky and he calls it cracking a tube. But what he does is he intentionally gets it stuck in weeds and then, and then rips it out. And when it, when it pops out that, that real snappy pull out motion, um, it, it just triggers something like predatory in the muscle. Slap me in the face. Yeah, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want a red October tube in the face. Those <laughs> things are huge. That's what would happen to yeah. Me. yeah. So you don't really crack a tube with that or or stupid tube where you fish it backwards. Um, it's just regular tube fishing, but man, they are dope. And then I've also like 
uh, hook and arrow supply, um, the archery shop, um, the fishing stuff, whatever. Hit them with the Grizzly Kenai stuff so I can take a drink and yeah, stop choking. Drink your stuff. Um, <coughs> Kenai, we have these yeah. cups, Kenai coolers, Grizzly coolers. We love all of their stuff. I don't, they have the, the tote bags, the big coolers, smaller coolers, cups. We have thermoses, water bottles. Thermosai. Thermosai. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, grizzlycoolers.com. Um, yeah. Sorry. Code WCB. You get, <laughs> yeah, you get 10% that's right. off. Why not? Um, other than that, man, Waypoint TV, YouTube, socials, all that stuff. We are so appreciative. Um, and if you haven't yet, man, go look up the homies on Serious Angler Podcast Network. Um, they're consistently putting out. <laughs> good good content um the one thing like deacon was saying it's different angles of stuff so like it's not just the same old bass fishing stuff and the bass fishing stuff they do actually do is awesome but it's also specific to kayak stuff to bass fishing I to specific lure, lure stuff that yeah. is so and it's, clever that's such a dope name yeah. Lure yeah, Lab. such a dope, such a dope name and and it's such a good angle of of a podcast yeah. short uh yep. concise direct to the yeah, point this size. is the bait this is how you know i work it how you should work it and yep. you know when it when it can be good like it that's that's just such a great idea I yeah it. it's cool for like people who are tackle junkies but it's also really cool for people who want to get better at fishing. like me who yes. want to be better yeah <laughs> you listen who, to that who like, don't just want to throw the jackhammer just kidding i do always want to yeah. throw the jackhammer i don't think they've but... done a jackhammer episode because everybody throws a jackhammer yeah but maybe that. that's the only thing I throw. That's the only thing. That's not so, true. It is. Um, that's it. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> you guys so much. Nate, give us a hook and uh, we'll roll. Like always, you know, positivity is worth the effort. Yeah. Peace. We'll catch Bye. you on the next one. Love y'all. Peace. Bye.